probably be dead. It's The Stansberry Show, Rock 106.9. Welcome to The Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. If you missed anything from yesterday, the podcast is still up for you at WRQK.com. Tony and I are loaded down with keywords this morning, three of which give you $1,000. Get them at 710, 810, and 1010 this very morning. It's New Turd Tuesday, so we'll kick this off. Tony gave me an artist I've never heard of. So, dude, you should grab this new song by this uh, pop artist, Dua... Dua Lipa. Dua Lipa. Yes. I don't know that person. Now, um, that doesn't mean I shouldn't play it. I just... I just you're, you're, you're walking me into the unknown this morning. I don't know who Dua Lipa is, but I do trust you in this regard. I do, uh, I do trust you there. So we'll play uh, new stuff from her. New Kenny Chesney. And I picked a uh, new Rolling Stone song because actually at 7 o'clock, we're going to talk a little Mick Jagger versus Paul McCartney. Apparently, Mick Jagger's out there saying very saucy things wow. about the legacy of both bands. And it was interesting. So we're going to talk about that at 7. And then I figured, all right, well, the Stones have new stuff out. So we'll just play that coming up around uh, 940 this morning. New Rolling Stones living in a ghost town. And then locally, I just got sent a song this very morning. Uh, from a, a band called Levon out of East Sparta. Sparta! Yeah, out of East Sparta, which uh, I am in a lot because that's where Spring Valley Golf Course is. It's one of the golf courses I play a lot. Mm. Um, and my buddy lives right there. My buddy, uh, you know what, let's not say that. But my buddy lives, uh, <laughs> my, my buddy lives like literally like right there. So I'm, I'm there a ton. Um, and uh, they're uh, apparently called Levon. Okay. And the song's called Martyr. And uh, so I got I got it sent it to me at ten to six this morning, and I was like, "All right, I guess just I have that." The, just under the wire. <laughs> I guess I have that ready to go. I'm excited about today's program. Um, I have some great audio from Michael Jordan, some great audio from Isaiah Thomas, and some great audio from Bill Lambeer talking the Last Dance, that '90s Bulls Jordan documentary. Nobody can shut up about this shaking hands issue. I got the audio. Tony and I will try to figure this out together as a class at seven thirty. At eight thirty this morning. Apparently, Cleveland has fixed everything. Everything? Everything in Cleveland now fixed. We have some audio on that, too. They solved everything. Cleveland solved everything. Yeah, solved everything. We'll play you that audio, obviously, let you know who it is, 830, and what it is they are talking about. But apparently... They solved everything. Cleveland solved everything. Every last thing. Everything. Solved. We'll play you that audio coming up, 8.30. Like I said, every single hour on the program, well, actually, not until about 7.10, your first keyword worth about $1,000. Now, the governor addressed Ohio yesterday and kind of told us what's going to happen about like this soft open getting back open. Uh, construction, dentists, veterinarians, retail, and office buildings will be allowed to reopen at various points between now and the 12th of May. DeWine also revealed that restaurants, gyms, daycare centers, and barbershops and salons will be among the businesses that will temporarily remain closed as we continue to battle COVID-19, according to them. I have some audio from uh, Governor Mike DeWine himself. Let's take a listen. I talked about restaurants as we move forward, hair salons as we move forward. Uh, we know there's a great desire to, to move forward on that. We know we want to get people back into restaurants. We know we want to get the workers uh, who can work and the, and the folks who own, own to get, get going. Uh, we also know that daycare remains a big challenge. You know, I, I don't want to nitpick, but I'm going to. All right. Back into restaurants. We know we want to get the workers uh, who can work and the, and the folks who own, own 
and he just gives up on the sentence. Okay, again, I don't want to nitpick, but had that been your president, that, that audio would be all over the place for three weeks. We'd be calling him a dope, and we'd be calling him an idiot, and we'd be, oh, look, he's an idiot, disinfected, moron. And it's be, and, and, again, governor v. president, I understand that. But again, I don't believe necessarily, I think people just like piling on certain people and we like excusing other things away from other people. I think this is more, again, I don't think DeWine's an idiot. I talk into a microphone for a living, so I understand it. As a matter of fact, you're going to hear me defend another piece of audio later this after or later this morning where it's like, well, dude, if you talk into a microphone long enough, that mistake happens. And I think this is a mistake. And so again, I give a little bit more leeway there and I wish other people would. We get, get going. Uh, we also know that daycare remains a big challenge. Well, of course it's going to be a challenge, Mike. You want people to go back to work, but you can't have their kids being watched. Uh, right, exa- okay. Exactly right. Wait, like, dude, what? So, I mean, are we ready to admit yet that nobody has any idea what they're doing? I mean, nobody. <laughs> nobody has a single clue what they're doing. They're literally just throwing darts at the board and guessing. This is all guesswork now. For people, uh, what we wanted to start doing was starting down the pathway of opening things up where we thought there was less risk frankly. Okay, well, then why are the big box stores open? Nobody touches more things than in the blue store. Pretending that that is less dangerous than the diner down the street from me is laughable. I mean, it's kind of laughable. And at least more controllable risk. No, (laughs) I'm sorry, but no. Uh, More ability to control the environment. Um, You know, daycare is very difficult as schools are to obviously control the environment. So by all means, don't do it. Because it's difficult. By all means, don't tackle it. Control the environment. There's two teachers in a classroom at daycare. That's like the most controlled environment ever. I I mean, right? Hold up. Wait a minute. I mean, right? I'm I'm glad you and I are seeing the same side of this. Yeah, Tom, I, I can maybe buy schools. Okay, you, you, one teacher per. So this is about daycare for you versus yeah, I, like school. Depending on the school district, yes. Okay, daycare. It's I like, agree. Hold up, that's not right. I know. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of like, wait, what? Wait, what? Doesn't mean it's not necessary. Does not. Doesn't mean it's not very, very important. Essential. One might even say. Oh, not, not quite understand though. And what families are going through but no you don't you're still getting paid you want to start down the pathway that is you know that's a good that's a good he's point still getting his checks that's a good point i mean look everybody and myself included ah, oh, i know what you're going through no i don't no i don't i've worked every day i don't i really don't know i i mean i can try a walk a mile in people's shoes i know sucks. but you can't i get it but right. it's like uh we know what you're going shut up no you don't no you don't things that are the easiest control all right i i i Easiest to control is a phrase I don't necessarily like. And again, I don't necessarily want to um, nitpick. I I think Mike DeWine has handled this pretty well. I I don't, again, there's no, anybody who says, oh, I had the perfect plan. Like, had we just done this, everything would have been fine. No, you didn't. You you either had a plan to shut everything down or shut things down in between, which is what we did, or you wanted everything open. None of those things were going to be the right idea. So it, it, when this is over, it, it's going to be easy to go back over and go, well, you overreacted. Right. Because it's going to be a lot, lot of armchair quarterbacking. If I give you the answers to the SAT test, you can pass it. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's, it's very easy after to say, well, no, we overreacted. 
I've been saying for a few weeks, we were going to do one of two things because they're the only two things you could do. You could either underreact or over. There's no perfect reaction to this. There isn't. The wait and see method isn't a perfect reaction. Even if that shakes out to be what we should have done, although I think we're already past it at 47,000 deaths, that's just me. But at the end of the day, I don't think that that's going to be. So wait and see wasn't going to be legitimate. So the only other two things you had was underreact or overreact. Right. And if you told me I have to choose between those two things, give me the over, right? I mean, yeah, give me a little think, bit of yeah, the over. If you're going to overreact in a pandemic, is probably not the best time to do that. You know, and again, I touched on this a few weeks ago when people were like, well, what about H1N1 and swine flu? We didn't do this for this, and we didn't do this for this. And exactly, it's they're trying to shut you up next time. They're trying to make sure that you don't have anything to stand on next time, so you're not like, well, remember when we didn't do it for this? Why are you doing it for this? That's why they're doing it. That's why they're doing it, is so they can stop hearing those kind of arguments. And maybe somebody sat around and thought to themselves, you know what? A little inaction wasn't the best thing in the world what what the hell were we thinking you kind of learn from your mistakes what the hell are we doing we got to get on this i've been saying for a few weeks i'm ready to get things open i think may 1st is a good target zone and if i can go into the store today and buy video games and video game controllers which i know i can if i can do that today i don't know why you're not allowed to go back to work i really don't if we're allowed to have 600 people in a walmart then why the hell aren't you allowed to be in your office place with 50 people this it's honestly it's starting to get a little bit of Dude, why are you allowing certain people to make money and not other people? Like, why are you allowing that? Like, that's a problem. Like, this is starting to be a little bit of a problem. I know uh, my brother was, I was on the phone with him yesterday. He's in Las Vegas. And uh, he actually said there was a line of like 45 people waiting to get into the store. Like, they were actually holding people back and putting them in in groups. Yeah, when I've gone into the uh, the big blue store there, they got a guy standing out there and they got it like a counter. Like a like a oh like a like a strikes and yeah, ball counter yeah like here's how many people we've got in there right now interesting it, it's a little weird I've never had to wait to get in because I usually go after the show it's about noon really nobody's out at that time but it's like uh, okay I guess I'll make this trip a little quicker <laughs> for the rest of the businesses that will remain closed um, uh, Dewine said that it will depend on how the state's coronavirus numbers fare as businesses are allowed to reopen meaning like who can be open who cannot. During the uh, state's first phase, among the businesses allowed to reopen between now and May 12th are, this is a little long, but I am going to read them to you, um, a health care opening allowing all medical procedures that don't require an overnight hospital stay. Uh, that will be May 1st. Non-essential medical procedures have been prohibited in Ohio since about March 17th. Dentists and veterinarians will also be allowed to reopen on the 1st of May. Manufacturing, distribution, and construction will be allowed to resume on Monday. That will be May 4th. All employees and clients will be required to follow safety practices, including wearing masks, conducting daily health assessments, and a limited capacity of 50% of the business's fire code. General office buildings will be allowed to reopen on May 4th. Companies are asked to have employees still work from home as much as humanly possible. I'm guessing we will do that here. I, I think we found out. I mean, salespeople can kind of work from home. Um, that's most of the office people that are here in the building, um, outside of programming people who are doing shows and things like that. It's mostly salespeople who can mostly, if they're doing their jobs well, they're not in the building. Like if you, if you're doing your job to the best of your ability, I shouldn't see you all week long. It should be like, what happened to them? Oh yeah, they're out there beating the street. So, I mean, you don't necessarily need to be in the building. So my guess is that's the way we'll do that here. Consumer retail and services will be allowed to reopen on the 12th of May. All employees and customers will be required to wear facial coverings, meaning if you go into a store starting on May 12th, guess what? Masks are part of your life. Who was right about this? I said weeks ago, get ready. 
this new normal that you're the the word normal that everybody keeps waiting to return to it ain't happening at not least, anytime soon not at least not for a while I said to my brother yesterday get ready it's gonna be 50 people in the store at once I'm pulling numbers out of the sky I don't actually know the number but it's gonna be limited in the amount of people in the store at the same time it's gonna be masks it's gonna be stay away from each other in the office still and I'm as guilty as anybody about being a bad about this stuff I was in the grocery store yesterday and those one way stickers in the freezer aisle it's effing stupid it is it's stupid I, I you don't pretending I like bump into people in the freezer aisles crazy no you don't you avoid all human contact anywhere you go that's true like, I mean that's that's just it's just the truth and like they had one door you could walk in and the other one was for exit and then I walked up I was like oh I'm sorry the other one's the entrance and they said to me ah oh, no, no no you're alright just walk in and I was like well wait a minute then <laughs> hold on this like, is it, chaos exactly none, none of this, this- None of this is for anything. It's all for the sake of trying to show you, look, we care about you. But no, you don't. And maybe you, you know what? Maybe that's the wrong way to say it. Maybe you do absolutely care about me. You just have no control over anything bad happening to me when I leave my house. And by the way, just because you're where I'm shopping, I don't necessarily believe that is your responsibility. It's not, I mean, should that reco- should that fall onto you for everything? I'm not sure that that's true. But I know those stickers aren't going to make people walk the same way. I just know that's not going to work. If you leave, you'll miss this on the Stansbury Show. I like the rest of you. Locked in the house, not a lot to do. I watched two documentaries yesterday. One group of people completely demonized, and the other ones lifted up on people's shoulders, and I think it's the same exact activity. Oh, okay. We'll give you this next on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Good news for Northeast Ohio, apparently. They solved everything. Cleveland solved everything. Solved every last thing. Oh, all right. Solved everything. That's good to know. Oh, it is good to know. 8.30, we'll play the rest of that audio, let you know who it is and what the hell it is they're talking about. Get into that at 8.30 this morning. Also, your first keyword worth $1,000, I uh, bored out of my mind yesterday. Um, I started checking Amazon Prime Video for documentaries. All right. All right. I kind of like watching docs. Um now, you, you give, uh, you know, a film crew sad music and a subject matter, and you, you, you gotta realize the filmmaker has a vested interest in, the, in something coming out looking a certain way. There's a reason why they wanted to make the doc, right? Right. And so I watched this documentary on, um, uh, video poker, online poker. Okay. Called Drawing Dead. Okay. Now it's a few years old, but they started talking about the dangers of, um, online gambling. Right. Okay. And, so a couple of observations here. They they took two different guys. One guy who went completely broke doing it, and a guy who ended up making like seven million. Right? Yeah, there's probably people on both ends of that spectrum, so that makes sense. Kind of wanted to give you both stories. Yeah. Though, right? So sure enough, the guy who ended up making seven million dollars. Um, it turns out he was chasing a dream to play on the PGA tour. He had been on like the minor league tour, so like immediately in the doc, I was like, all right, well, I got a golfer turned poker player. I'm kind of in. Like, yeah. let me watch this. Right. Um, and then they showed this kid, Michael, who eventually ended up walking across the country. MichaelWalksAmerica.com. That's oh actually the, the, right. Because to, to like raise awareness over the fact that he stole his, the credit card number of his dorm roommate from college. Kid got kicked out of three different colleges in four years Jeez. from stealing credit card numbers so he could gamble online at like video poker and like online poker, poker stars and like the thing like that. Okay. So a couple of notes here for Michael. 
Um, you know, the kid's got duct tape holding the lenses into his glasses, and yet he's walking across the country with two dogs. Can I ask this question? Why does every poor person I know that complains about how poor they are, why do you have animals? Why, are, why does this dude have not one but two dogs hoofing across the country? Do you have any idea how expensive dogs are? Every time somebody complains to me how broke they are and I see they have like 10 pets, I'm like, well, like every time I see somebody in a broken down car, three wheels that don't match, you know what I mean? <laughs> a ruler holding up the window. There's three people in that car. They're all smoking cigarettes and there's a puppy in there. It's like, Jesus Christ, there is thousands of dollars being wasted. You could literally drive a nicer car if you quit smoking cigarettes and you got rid of the dog. What the hell is the matter with you? Why are poor people holding on to animals? That's just like the first thing. I was like, dude, animals are wildly expensive. I get it. You know, and what I'm going to hear back is, well, man, if you don't have things, are you, you're alive, but are you living? <laughs> it's like, all right, I, I guess, bumper sticker boy. At the end of the day, <laughs> I... <laughs> At the end of the day, I'd rather have I'd rather have a couple of nice things, okay, versus like starve a puppy walking it across the. I couldn't believe. Where is Peta on that? I'm in trouble for eating beef. This moron can walk these things across the entire country. Can't afford to feed them, and that's not a problem. I that I didn't get at all. Right? The dogs are like, I just want to take a nap. But it got me thinking about gambling. Put a pin in that. We'll get there in a second. All right. So then I watched the second documentary that had me thinking about you. Now oh. all the negatives of this. You're not guilty of. Okay. So when I get on my horse and start like like railing about this, I'm not talking about you. All right. Okay? I like the disclaimer. Full little disclosure. Legal, legal I don't, disclaimer. I don't need you walking out here at like 630 like, dude, what the hell? That was really <laughs> weird. All right. I watched this documentary called Bits of Yesterday. Okay. And again, it's all about these guys my age who were collecting video games. Oh, all right. Now, Tony's a little bit of a collector. You collect things. I do. Okay. My Funko Pop collection in my office. Now, here's why I'm okay with it. All right. All right. You work hard. Yes. Your wife works. Uh huh. You guys take care of your children. I believe by looking at you in your life on social media that I believe the mo- most amount of effort that comes out of you and your wife is put into those two children, which is what I would like to see. Yeah. Right. That's probably so a therefore, good way of I don't it. have a problem with you spending a little bit of your expendable income. On your Funko dolls. I may think it's silly. Fine. I have a Kiss garbage can. You probably think that's silly. I play golf. Every We all got our silly things, right? right? I'm all for it. But, like, I'm watching this kid in bits of yesterday, again, on Amazon Prime. They're, they're all collecting video games. This dude's got two kids, and they show him driving to the video game store to, like, trade a bunch. I'm trading in my dupes, his duplicates. Oh, okay. Yeah. And he had, like, ten crates of duplicates. And he's like, I'm going to go trade him in, and hopefully I can get two games. Right? And he's driving to the video game store. Bits of yesterday is the documentary I'm talking about. And he's driving to the video game store, and they're, vi- you know, they're filming him. And he was like, yeah, th- see this car door right, op- right here? Mm-hmm. Done open. Jeez. Doesn't open. Jeez. Got a $300 quote to get it fixed. He's like, but that $300 can go to this GameCube. Nope. No. Dude, like, legitimately, so, like, I'm watching one documentary, people who gamble are scumbags, right? <laughs> that, it's like, oh, no, they're scumbags. Look, they don't have any money, and they let their kids go hungry, and blah, 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 blah. Walking this, the dogs. This kid's got a, a gold, like, um, is it stadium events Nintendo cartridge is like it's I guess it's like the it's like the brass ring it's like of like Nintendo cartridges okay. they're worth like 10 grand or whatever he's got these things dude he's got video cartridges worth like hundreds and hundreds of Jeez. dollars won't sell them he's got two kids won't sell them so he can open the car door and put his kid in the car nah. you can hear the kid crying in the backseat of the car on the way to the video game store and it's like wait a minute wait, 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 wait a minute so when you lose your entire money on poker you're a degenerate gambler yes but if I open your apartment and it looks like Spencer's threw up in your living room floor <laughs> and your kid's crying because they haven't eaten in three 
days, but you got a gold Zelda tape. Now all of a sudden, I was like, gee, dude, look at these losers. What is the matter with you? Like, I just, I can't. Question. Did yes. you feel better about your life afterwards? Yes, and that's why they made the documentary. <laughs> okay. that's, right. that's exactly why they made the documentary. Now, the reason why I brought it all up to begin with. All right. I want to go back to Drawing Dead, the documentary about online gambling, poker. Okay. This is going to get way worse. Oh, online gambling? As a guy who believes gambling should be legalized, as a guy who gambles and has gambled too much money, let me just tell you, when football gambling is easy to do on your phone, the way playing poker stars and all that other stuff is on your phone, dude, the amount of... Fantasy football dudes who think that they know football now because they know Sammy Watkins is actually better for fantasy football than, you know, Antonio Brown. Like, guys who think like that, dude, when you go, dude, so many of those guys are going to go broke betting football. Like, that, when that comes to fruition, and I want to see it happen. I, I want to see gambling legalized everywhere. I want to see sports gambling legalized everywhere. I believe, I believe this. I'm an adult. You don't have the right to tell me what I can and cannot do. Very few things should you be interfering into my life with government. Seriously, given the wake of what I've seen, how you handle COVID, get out of my goddamn life. You have no idea what you're doing. None. Get out of my life. So I want gambling legalized, but it will, it, I'm telling you right now, when the average fantasy football moron who thinks he knows football better than he really does now, when they start betting their actual money and like on game, and I know you can bet real, you can enter in for games for money on DraftKings and things like that. It's going to be different. It will be different when it's the casino going, no, bro, you owe us that money. Right. <laughs> and I'm just telling you right now, I think it's going to get, when I saw that, because they showed like Chris Moneymaker yeah. was like the poker player that made like average dudes want to play because he was like fat and lazy right. like we are. Hey, that guy looks like me. Yeah. And I actually played against him at the Palms once um, for like a radio promotion. It was great. Um, and uh, he was so, a super cool guy. But they talked about like the rise of poker and that. There's going to be the NFL, like the, the pro sports better is gonna like skyrocket. Well, didn't Be- that already happen? We had that dude on Jeopardy. Remember that guy? Yes. Yeah, who he was like a profession. That was like his occupation. What they talked about in this Drawing Dead documentary about poker was is that, that there's nothing else to call these people. So when you quit your job and you drop out of school and you play poker all day, you're a professional poker player. You could be going broke every day. They still call you a pro. That's the problem. Is What's that, good on my, is that in. the terminology is positive for you, and thus therefore makes people to go, oh, well, you must be doing well, and this and that, and they kind of leave you alone with it. Okay, I'm just, dude, I, I don't, dude. If they say four percent of people have a problem gambling, I've lived in Las Vegas. Bet the over on that, and um, and I, I'm just telling you, I'd bet the way over on that. But it got me thinking, like. You know, I I have a bookie. I hate saying that because it's illegal, <laughs> um, but I do have one. But you know a guy. I, I bet through my brother mostly in Las Vegas when I want to make bets. I normally make most of my bets legally through Las Vegas, through my brother. Um, but <clears throat> uh, sometimes you don't. And I'm just telling you, when that thing's at the drop of an app, when, you, when it's just push button, Dolphins minus eight. Yeah. And again, fantasy football has convinced people they understand sports. And I've said forever and ever and ever, bro, when you start betting 1500 a weekend, dude, when you're pacing your living room floor on a $3,000 Sunday like I have, bro, let me just tell you, you get smart about that games really, really fast. Dude, when you're worried about that failed UFC fighter turning you upside down and shaking loose change out of your pocket, <laughs> bro, let me just tell you, you get smart pretty quick. Here's what's next on the Stansberry Show. All right, uh, people have issues with the governor's plan to reopen. Got a couple of comments from uh, Facebook and Twitter already. People are bringing up some decent points. We'll address them next on Rock 106.9. 106.9.
Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Governor Mike DeWine letting people know yesterday we're going to start opening businesses back up May the 1st. However, daycare not opening back up. So go back to work, but leave your kids in the living room. Just let the dog watch them. Oh, my God. It's um now... It's easy to judge when you don't have to make the decision, right? Easy to judge when you don't have to make the decision. And so thankfully, that's not my job, and I can just sit here and judge. Um, But a little crazy. Um, They went further to say, look, once we start opening things back up, more retail and barbershops and restaurants and things like that on the 12th of May, um, you'll be required to wear a mask in the door. Now, I don't have one. I still don't have one. I was at the store yesterday, I was at the grocery store yesterday, and people looked at me like I was walking through the aisle with my penis in my hand because I didn't have a mask on. <laughs> it's like, guys, you got to settle down. First of all, we've already found out the six feet thing, it doesn't work. It's, it's much larger than six feet. They, they figure now at least double it. At least double. They mm-hmm. found out, dude, like joggers who were running behind people were catching it from running behind people like eight, nine, 10, 12 feet because it lives, you know what I mean? So the six feet thing, I mean, was just a guess. It's what happens when you jog. One way stickers on the floor. I mean, honestly, dude, I, a person who believes COVID 19 a real thing, mm-hmm. believed it was going to come here and wreak havoc, and I believe that it has. Nailed not, it. Maybe not as much as other people thought it was going to do or whatever, but 47,000 seems like a lot to me. All right. I, that seems like a lot to me. Maybe I'm crazy. I, um, but what about, you know, you know, heart conditions and all that stuff? I, I, I will go to my grave saying this. You can't give me your heart condition by bumping into me. That's true. That's why, that's why people are going to treat this differently, why they're going to react differently. Now, did some hysteria play into this? Yes, of course. Welcome to human beings, right? That's part of it. Now, people are asking me about daycare, you know, opening back up on the 12th. They said, well, what are you going to do with kids there, man? They're not going to social distance and they're not. No, kids are naturally touchy-feely. I want to touch it. I want to see it. You you touch it, and then you stick your finger up your nose. Right, I have a five-year-old. His default position in life is finger Finger up the nose. nose. Henry, finger out of your nose, buddy. Dude, if I had had a dime, and this kid doesn't even live with me, but if I had a dime every time I said, dude, don't pick your nose. Like every, I that mean, is his default position. He yeah. just puts his finger like by his nose. Henry, finger out of your nose. I end up holding that kid's hand in Target so he doesn't pick his nose. Like that's <laughs> literally. I'm not worried about him getting lost. Just do quit mining for gold, bro. Right. I it's to, not that valuable. Get, I promise you. Get your fingers out of there, bro. And so yes, that's that's going to be part of that thing. I look. If I can walk into a store today and buy something, then why can't that local restaurant open? Nobody's got a good argument on it. Well, you know, Walmart's bigger. Right. It can fit more people inside of it, though. True. Um, I was told uh, by somebody via Facebook, they said this morning that they live in Millersburg. They're allowing 800 people in the Walmart at a time. That seems like a lot. Then why can't I have 50 people in a diner? You see what I'm saying? Like, this stuff has been, I've said from the beginning, you're either shut down or you're not. These arbitrary lines of where we go and where we go. And by the way, Stockholm reached herd immunity without it. Like they did. Like they kind of got there without it. There have been some other places that didn't do this. That kind of got their arms wrapped around it. That that didn't do what we did. There are multiple schools of thought here. It's like I said from the beginning. There's no right answer. There isn't. Mm-hmm. Anybody who's like, no, had we just done this, it would have been perfect. You're a dope, and you don't know that. <laughs> you you don't know that. You the, don't know that. The right answer is a vaccine, and we don't have. And we that. don't have that. So the problem is is like, what do we do? Um, 
without that. I'm starting to see a lot of people talk tough, like, I'm not wearing a mask. And it's like, well, then you're not going anywhere. Right. Like, they're not going to let you in. Do you get that? Like, do you understand it? For the the same people who go, I'm not going to wear a mask, you stop at Walmart when they ask to see your receipt. That's not a law. You can literally just blow by that person and be like, screw you, dude, and walk out. They can't do anything to you. It's not a law. They do that. I don't know why they do it. (laughs) Honestly, I don't know why they pay that person. It's a complete waste of money. I've never seen a bigger waste of money than that. Well, you know, it cuts down on theft. Well, you know, keep people at registers and then maybe, you know, you won't maybe have, you know, this problem. Maybe have somebody there who actually is bagging the Maybe keep your people in the department where I'm shopping at versus just floating through the entire store, I don't know, doing nothing. (laughs) Maybe maybe then do that. But for the, if you stop and show your receipt on the way out the Walmart, you're too afraid to keep walking even though it's well within your legal right to do so. You stop and do that. So if you stop and do that, you tell me, oh, I'm too tough not wearing a mask when I go out. You're lying. You're lying. You will conform the way the rest of us will conform. You'll conform the way I will conform. You're going to bitch every minute about how you have to do it. Walking through the store, you'll be underneath your mask. This is so stupid, not protecting anything. But there you'll be doing it. Like the big old whiny crybaby just like me. That's exact. <laughs> That's exactly what you're going to do. That's exactly what you're going to do. So stop crying about it on Facebook because you're just going to go along because that's what they make you do. You're not, b- pretending you have a choice in this is hilarious. That is now, true. That's part of the problem. And that's where a lot of the naysayers are like, see, you're hitting it right on the head there, man. We no longer have choices. Liberty. Tyranny. And I'm hearing all those words now. And like, Your tyranny is you have to wear a mask at Walmart? I know. Oh, this is, yeah, I know. But this is the same country that thinks they have separation of church and state. In God we trust is printed on the money. So, like, <laughs> I mean... Like, seriously, like people make me absolutely crazy with the stuff that they think they have in this country. You don't have it. And so, like I've said forever, you have the illusion of safety. So you like behave and stay in line. That's why they give you the illusion of, uh, of freedom. Sorry, not safety. I, uh, that's why you're not really free. You have the illusion of it. So you will behave and stay in line. I, I, I just, I, I have said from t- for two months, get ready. Wearing masks out in public is going to be part of your life for a little while. Here's what's next on the Stansberry Show. Well, I'll be on the hunt to find a mask. That's actually <laughs> absolutely next. I, that's what it's, it's very, uh, very top of my to-do list. Also, get you hooked up with a keyword. Worth $1,000? We'll do it next, right here on Rock 106.9. 6.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Good news for Northeast Ohio. 8.30, we'll give you the rest of this story. It solved everything. Cleveland solved everything. Everything. Oh, cool. 8.30, tell you who that is, give you the rest of that take, and how Northeast Ohio is solving everything. 8.30. First keyword worth $1,000 about six, seven minutes from right now. Pass that out. Get you hooked up. Still to come, audio from Bill Lambeer, Michael Jordan, Isaiah Thomas. All about uh, the documentary, People Shaking Hands. Tony and I will give you our take on shaking hands after games and things like that. Two guys who will never sniff a professional uh, athlete nope. salary. Not even close. But we should probably discuss it. We'll fill you in on it no matter what. New Tour Tuesday also at 9. I, um, I, uh, we've been talking a lot this morning about you know the governor saying, look, we're going to start to soft open uh, coming on uh, the 1st of uh, April. Uh, May, sorry. And um, and I said the other day, and I was right, look, they're not going to just like open the floodgate. They're going to go case by case by case. And, of course, um, it's as convoluted as you would expect from the government. Um, there's absolutely no guidelines uh, whatsoever. Um, they're picking, they're kind of picking and choosing where you can, where, like what offices can open and which ones can't. 
Um, you're not allowed to go get a haircut, but you are allowed to go to the dentist. A lot of people have a problem with that. I have less of a problem with that. Um, if you've ever had toothache pain, it hurts. Yeah. Having long hair doesn't hurt. It's, you may not like the way you look. It's different than pain. If you are, if you can alleviate somebody's pain, then be open and alleviate that pain. But Stansberry, I have bedhead. Also, not taking care of your dental health leads to bad heart health. I know most people don't know that. <laughs> And that's why heart disease is a big of a, as big of a problem as it is in this country. It's not just the calories. It's the fact that you people don't brush your teeth off often enough too. Like that's, it, it's part of the problem. Floss, rinse your mouth out with the, you know, uh, you know, with the, the rinse. Mouthwash, yeah, yeah, the mouthwash there and brush your teeth. That's why dentists can be open because it can prevent death down the road. I know you don't necessarily link dental work to death, but it can absolutely happen. Also, if you've ever had dental pain, it hurts. It like, it's ungodly. I've heard other women link it to childbirth. I don't know. I don't know if that's close, but I've heard that. Um, so if you got people in pain like that, you got to alleviate that pain. It's a medical procedure versus you looking nice. They're not even in the same ballpark. Quit arguing it. I chipped a nail. It's it's not even close. And where where are you going? Right. <laughs> where exactly. Are you, I mean, where are you going? Here's the other thing I do want to ask though. Masks are going to be required starting on the 12th of May for things that are open. And I got to ask: Are we making sure people washed it? If you wear True. the same mask for two months, if you're touching that with your dirty hand, and now, and now all of a sudden you're just walking around in the store with everything on the front of it? You got to readjust it, too. Are we going to scan the mask to make sure Sally washed it before she left her house today? <laughs> what are we doing with that? Oh, God, we didn't even think of that. I know. This is why I'm always laughing at the government, bro. That's why I'm always laughing at it. It's, so, again, I want to take measures. But we are taking measures just to take these measures. Like, like that's literally really good. That's literally all we're doing is we're trying again illusion of safety so you stop freaking out. That's all they're doing is giving you the illusion that you're safe so you stop freaking out. And I gotta tell you, everybody, we're, it keeps telling me how slow we're gonna be opening, how slow people are going to be to go back to things. Then why is everybody bitching about how they can't do it? If everybody's complaining about how they can't go do things, why, why, why am I supposed to think that they're going to be so slow to go back and do things once they're told they're allowed? I, do, I disagree. I think most people now. Are the com- people complaining just they have a louder, like, is it like the louder mi- minority? Like Squeaky they, wheel getting the grease. Right. That's what kind of like the people who are, aren't going to run out and do it are like, yeah, whatever. I'm okay, not going to do it. But the people who are upset are like few and far between. The, they're the ones saying everything. Yeah. Okay. That obviously can be true. Yes, that obviously can be true. I just think there, this is what everybody thinks though, right? You look at the world and go, well, everybody looks at it the way I do, right? Like that's, I, I think that's what, how a lot of us operate. I do think that there are a lot of people out there who feel just like me. Totally serious, but we're all right now. Like I, and that's kind of mm-hmm. how it works. Again, I'd, well, what if we open and then cases, you know, spike? It's going to happen. I've said for two months it's going. That's what's going to happen. I think that's what the gov- I think that's what Dewine has actually said is going to happen. It's too. going to happen, Just- right? And that's and well, then you got to value life over money. No, we got to pick leaders who understand. No, dude, like loss of life is part of life. And so I've been saying this for two weeks. You got to pick leaders who can make the hard decision. That's they're literally paid to make the decision of well, how many people can we lose before it's like really that bad? That's what part of what their decision. is. I know it sounds heartless, but what, I always say this. Solutions are never going to be nice. Never. 
There's a solution never, will never be nice. There's never a black and white solution, the one size fits all thing. That's the problem. Solutions fit real nice in hashtags, bro. Because all you do is go, just be nice. Hashtag sympathy. Hashtag empathy. And like, well, yeah, that's hard to argue against. But the reality is, is well, yeah, we can do that. But those fifty thousand people have to die. Like that's how those decisions actually get made. Mm-hmm. That's how it works. And that's what those people are paid. To do so when we're like, oh, they're heartless, or they don't care about this, or they don't care about that. Oh, you mean they're doing what it is I asked them to do? So blood's not on my hands with the decision making. Oh, how terrible of them to go and do that, right? And so like, I don't necessarily get like all wrapped up in that. Um, but if we're not washing the masks and people, I see people having them in their mouth and then touching their. I mean, right? It's like, so wait a minute, I can't be trusted not to touch you in the freezer aisle, so I gotta walk a separate way. But for some reason, I'm going to handle my own mask. Properly, guys. It's dude, getting... I've seen the back seat of your car. You want me to wear your Ex- wear a mask? Come exactly. on, dude. It's starting to get laughable now. Like it's starting to get honest to God laughable. Like I get it, and we're all scared, and everybody, you know, and I was too. But I'm starting to get over it now. Like I am. I honestly, if you've been listening for the last few weeks, I've been like, what are we doing? <laughs> Like, like, what are we doing? Eventually, we're going to have to open this stuff back up. But again, like, I do think dentistry is more important than getting your hair cut. Well, yeah. And so, like, that one made sense to me when they were like, no, dude, we're going to do that, but you're not going to go get a fade today. I'm with it. Like, that one, I, I'm all for. People are writing in telling me, though, about stores. New Philadelphia. Yeah. New, Phil- New Filthy down there. Their blue store is telling people 990 capacity. So let me get this straight. If I sneeze in aisle 16 and you're going to get it in aisle 19, right? Like that. Okay. They have air conditioning in there, right? Weren't we finding out air conditioning was spreading it through other offices. That's why we started to close some offices. So you mean to tell me their air conditioning unit with a thousand people in that? So wait a minute. I can have a thousand. First of all, why is it 990 and not a thousand? Because 990 sounds better than a thousand. 999. Oh my God, honey. It's not $10. Right. It's uh, right. I think that's exactly what that is. Well, then that's sad. Like if that's, (laughs) I mean, do really, we're rolling back the amount of people. We're like, it's a rollback. 990 might as well be a thousand. So like what an arbitrary line that is and how stupid that is that's really stupid i'm sure it's a fire code thing but again those are normally like what uh, <laughs> like what it's probably half the capacity so you put it at 990 i and, guess dude if i could have a thousand people in a big box store like that then why can't i have 30 in a diner the answer is of course well you probably could they're just picking and choosing and honestly dude a really good lawyer like a really good lawyer is going to get like 10, 15, 20 restaurants together and go, bro, all come in under this umbrella and I'm going to sue and I'll get you all paid. How has that not happened yet? I think people are just wait. You people don't want to look opportunistic right now. Oh, but okay. in the end of the day, dude, I'm just telling you, lawyers are sitting around salivating, talking about, wait a minute, Gabe's and Akron has to close, but, right. the, but the big box retailer that can lobby Congress and has is right across the street and open. Gee, I wonder why that is. Here's what's next on the Stansberry Show. Bill Lambeer responds to Michael Jordan. Says Michael Jordan's being a whiner and a baby. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he did. I got some audio. I can't wait to play it. We'll do it after hooking you up with this $1,000 right now. 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. A lot of people are bringing up some interesting points on this dentist v. barber thing versus like hair salon thing opening. Um, I'm going to move off of like the COVID right now. But I want to address that. Maybe 745, I'm going to get back into that. Because people, a couple of people wrote in some things. I'm like, all right, well, that that is interesting there. And I didn't maybe think, I don't think of everything, right? I mean, full disclosure, I don't. 
And so That's why I, it's good to have conversation yeah, back I to, and forth. I want to address some of that, so we'll, uh, we'll I'll read some of those comments a little later. I want to move off of it right now, though, for people who are like, you know what, dude, I just need a place to hide from that uh, occasionally. Michael Jordan and the Bulls um, have this documentary out on ESPN uh, surrounding their uh, their run. Um, it's not necessarily from them, but like they allowed access that final year, which, by the way, I heard yesterday, apparently Kobe's last season, there was a film crew around Kobe all day, every day, with unlimited access, so look for a Kobe version of this coming soon. All right, um, but The Last Dance airs on Sunday nights, ESPN, ESPN2, that kind of thing. Um, and they're doing like I think it's ten episodes, but you get t- you get two episodes per night. Mm-hmm. Three and four drop the other night. This was Michael finally beats the Pistons because they got old, um, and he's finally moving past the Pistons, and it all became about handshaking after games. So I have a little audio here from the last dance, and then Bill Lambeer has now responded back to what the Bulls had been saying, and we'll play you that as well. But here's here's the setup of what happened not shaking hands in the last dance documentary. Their time had... This is Isaiah Thomas. ...had arrived, and ours was over. As we're coming out of the game, Lambeer said, you know, we, we're not shaking their hands. Originally a Cavalier there, Bill Lambeer. This is how we're leaving. Knowing what we know now, in the aftermath of what took place, I think all of us would have stopped and said, hey, congratulate. Like, Well, okay, so you, it, it would take other people telling you you did it wrong to do it right? Yes. That's not necessarily an excuse there. After all of the <laughs> articles that were written. Absolute, well, 30 years or whatever. Right, after all the newspaper articles written about how there are a bunch of punks that didn't do it. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Congratulate, like they do now. Hey, congratulate. Love you, man. Love you. Hey, congratulate you. Kind of knocking the new era. He's got a point there. It's like today, everybody's like best friends. Well, I, you know, you know, I'm going to say that. I mean, we would have did it. Of course we would have done it. But during that period of time, that's just not how it was passed. He's making the argument that, look, back in the day, it was competition. If you beat us, we just left the floor. Now, I don't buy that. Um, you know, the, people made it about the Celtics, and, you know, Isaiah says, no, dude, I grabbed Kevin McHale and made him shake my hand. When you lost, you left the floor. That's what Isaiah said. You lost, you left the floor. This is Isaiah. So now this is the director of the documentary. Okay. Saying, here on my phone, to Michael, I have what Isaiah is saying. This is Isaiah. Talking about the walk-off. Well, I know it's all (laughs) This made me love, love Michael Jordan. These two still hate one another. It's why Isaiah gets on TV and tells everybody LeBron's better. Every last chance he gets because Michael wouldn't let him on the dream team in 92, even though Chuck Daly was the the coach. And he was like, no, dude, you're not taking Isaiah. So I was too young for all of this back in 91. I was born in 83. I didn't understand any of this. I was in 10th grade, maybe? uh, I didn't understand any of this stuff that was going on. Watching this, I watched it yesterday because it was on the DVR. And I'm like, I'm sitting there going, I love Michael Jordan even more right now. He's kind of hard not to like, right? Like, like, even like even his, like, dick qualities are kind of right. nice. Like, they're just funny. I know, I kind of like it. Whatever he says now, you know it wasn't his true actions then. You know, it's time enough to think about it. Which is true. That right. is true. Or the reaction of the public that's kind of changed his perspective of it. For sure. When people go, no, Isaiah, that's kind of wrong, you're going to be like, oh, maybe I'm kind of wrong on that one. Yeah. You can show me anything you want. <laughs> There's no way you can convince me he was <laughs> No way you're going to convince me he wasn't, like, a jerk. Knowing what we know now, 
in the aftermath of what took place. But during that period of time, that's just not how it was passed. Just just wasn't. Now, I don't know if this is true or if it's the way it's been sold to me since, you know, history. But it did seem as if when I was growing up watching sports that these dudes hated one another more than they do now. I do believe because everybody gets paid like Michael Jordan now, yeah. that it's kind of hard. Well, like, dude, why do I hate the Trailblazers? Like, we're, everybody's rich. Everybody's rich. Well, that and, I mean, like, all these dudes now grew up playing together. AAU like, camps. AAU camps. They so, all, they've all known each other since they were, like, 13. Right. You're not so, meeting for the first time in the NBA. That's right. a good point. It's an excellent point. And you can go back and you can look at any of those old games or whatever. When you lost, you left the floor. That's Isaiah saying, look, when you lose, you lose, and you just walk off the floor. Oh, you got to do it. Now, Michael, the GOAT, says, nah, this is how you handle it. Oh, you got to do it. Did you go back to us losing in game seven. I shook everybody's hand. He did, too. They he went showed by it. and shook everyone's hand. Shakes everybody's hands. He hugged Isaiah Thomas. You can see Isaiah kind of like John in his ear. I don't know what he said, but Michael's just kind of nodding like, yeah, man, I hear you. I hear you. And you got to give Jordan credit here, dude. Got beat up underneath the board. Realized I'm too skinny. I'm too lean. I can't do it. Hired a trainer. Worked his ass off in, in the offseason. Put on some muscle, which is hard to do when you're running that much. They actually talked about it in the doc. Put on some muscle, got bigger, and realized, no, dude, I'm not going to let you push me around. I'm Michael Jordan. I'm going to start pushing people around. Two years in a row, we shook their hands when they beat us. There was a certain respect to the game that we paid to them. That's sportsmanship. No matter how much it hurts. And believe me, it hurt. <laughs> I'm sure it did, right? I'm right. sure that would have to suck. You lose games dude, seven. It's it's got to be the worst feeling in the world. Gotta suck. But they didn't have to shake our hands. We knew we whipped their ass already. We gotten past them, and that was the most. That's that, to me that was better than you know in some ways winning a championship. I bet it was for him a little bit. I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, you want to win the championship. You play to win the championships, right? But when 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 Goliath finally gets knocked down. Mm-hmm. I bet you are still standing there looking at the Goliath body versus the shiny ring they gave you for it. I bet you're still looking at at, at your kill, like, dude, I killed that. Yeah, you want to stand over it for a minute yeah. and kind of go and kind of admire your work. Yeah, you want to look at it and go, ha, finally. Now, you know, also easy to say after you win six more. <laughs> you know what I, I mean? I mean, even I, if you just get one, and that's the team you couldn't get past. Yeah, I mean, it, it was that is a major accomplishment. Now, again. I didn't even mean to go here, but I'm gonna. I mean, dude, had to get Pippen, had to bring in Rodman, had to bring in Phil Jackson for all this. You know, Michael did it all by himself. It's like, no, dude, they went and got Rodman yeah. from a team they couldn't beat, right? And they, they and took Rodman. Well, they got Rodman from the Spurs. So Dennis went from the Pistons to the Spurs to the okay, Bulls. Okay, you're so right. So it, my timeline's a little screwy, but you take my point. But you, he was you, still with the team that you, you took a guy yeah. for, from a team you had trouble beating, you and then beat them after, and yep. then you go and get one of those guys. Essentially, the Kevin Durant of his era. Yeah. Essentially, that I mean, so like, there's a little bit of like, I people gotta. Forgive all people for teaming up with other people who are talented. That's just how it works. Nobody achieves anything. Dude, I've done four different versions of a radio show for this company now. Four in 20 years. I have had, and I've been successful in all versions of them. I wasn't successful alone in that. 
I had tremendous help in every iteration of that program. That's how it works. Nobody does anything alone. I would love to sit here and be like, yeah, I'm the man. Everybody else sucks. But that ain't the reality. Plus, it sounds mean. (laughs) 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 But it's it's also, it's just not the reality. That's not just not the way it is. It's like, so I don't necessarily get that. Now, Bill Lambeer, somebody, uh, ESPN sat down and talked to him about like, well, what do you think about the Bulls like running their mouths? The documentary details how you in particular were the one who told your teammates at the end of that series, we're not shaking their hands. We're just leaving. What do you remember from that? Well, just that, Uh, you know, they whined and cried for a year and a half uh, about how how bad we were for the game. But more importantly, they, they, they we're bad people. We weren't bad people. We were just basketball players winning. Well, you were trying to hurt Scottie Pippen. Like, literally, Rodman, when he played for the Pistons, when you watch the documentary, like, threw him. Threw and, him. Yeah. I mean, do you were trying to hurt Scottie Pippen, so I don't know about good people. And that run has stuck with me because they didn't know who we were or what we were about as individuals in our family life. Well, no. But that's not how you're going to be judged, Bill Lambeer. You're going to be judged by what you do on that court, what you do on TV, and what you do in Game 6. You had to know that. You think Michael's going to take the time to think about, well, he probably says, you know, amazing grace to his kid. So, you know, that's probably all right. donate a lot of uh, money to a food bank. Of course, dude. You know how many awful people... Dude, you know how many people listening to me right now rob and steal from other people yet tuck their kids in at night being good to your kids doesn't necessarily mean that that that's not the only measurement of a good person so all that whining they did one shake their hand they were just whiners they won they won the series give them credit we got old give them credit except for we got old had to get the dig in there they wouldn't have we beat us old. when we were still young they right past us but okay move on do you regret now not shaking their hand? Do you stand by no. that? Why would I regret now today? I don't, I don't care what the media says about me. I never did. If I did, I'd be a basket case. That's true. Uh, especially back then. Uh, so, you know, I, just, I was about winning basketball games and winning championships and did whatever I had to do to get the most out of my ability and our team. And we did. We, at the end of the day, we're called world champions. Yeah, but not shaking somebody's hand isn't getting the best out of your ability, though. You no, see what I'm that's saying? just you being a dick. Right. Like, like the game's over. You're yeah. not I don't have to get the best of your ability when the whistle blows. Right. After the horn sounds and the whistle blows, game's over. Your best of your ability is done. And your best at that time, even though you were getting old, uh yeah. it wasn't good enough. You know what makes this conversation so hard for me? Hmm. If I like you and you take the game so seriously, you walk off without shaking hands. I'm like, yeah, kind of like it. Competitor, tough, yeah. strong. I like it. Don't you know what I mean? I like that. But if I hate you and you do this, I'm like, douche. Well, here's, like there's, th- th- that's what makes it tough. Like in hockey, at the end of a, a playoff series, you shake hands at the middle of the ice. You do the line at the middle of good the game, ice. Good game. Good, good game. game. Even if you've fought with that team the entire time. Yeah, you guys are just biscuit beat- thrown in that game. Right. You're just beating the hell out of each other. Even at the end of it, you're still like, yeah, good game, good job, all right. Okay. Like, so, for Bill Beer to come out and be like, just a bunch of whiners. Okay, they could have been whiners, but how hard would it have been over you to, like, stick your hand out and just go, hey, good game. You know, I... Also, Michael Jordan holding a grudge for 30-plus years is the best. Oh, bro, he hates Isaiah Thomas. I know, and it's wonderful. He hates Isaiah Thomas. I mean, dude, like I said, he kept him off the dream team. I, um, I'm going to be interested to see if they talk about that in this doc. My guess is they don't. Uh, the uh, ne- one of the next episodes is about the dream team. Yeah, I wonder, though, if like, they're going to get into Isaiah. Because Mike was like, no. I mean, basically, right. dude did said no. And people forget, like... 
It was the NBA that was putting that team together. Right. It was then. David Stern, the commissioner at the right. time. And so what do you think he wanted? He wanted Michael. And if Michael said no, they were going to do whatever Michael wanted. I don't have that obviously confirmed, but... But literally everybody like who's ever played that. in the NBA is like, oh yeah, he kept them yeah, off. Yeah, I mean, everybody knows. It's like the worst kept secret of all time. Now, the whole, you know, Michael got into, you know, it's sportsmanship. All right, I'm just looking for your opinion here. All right. Is sportsmanship as important after Game 7 and NBA Finals, when I'm talking about professional athletes, as it is in, like, JV high school games? Is there still a place for that kind of, or once I pay you, am I allowed to be kind of like, dude, this is competition. We're paid. We're, this isn't seventh grade. This is this is grown man's business. Even here. if you're paid for it, you should still at least, just for the optics of it, go, yeah, okay. I mean, it's still, you mean, you guys went at it for five games, seven games, however many games it was. You don't have to like the team, but you can show them a certain amount of respect. I think there's a vast difference between shaking somebody hand, sh- shaking somebody's hand after you get beat, which by the way, I do think it's, a, I do think it is the mark of a, of a strong character. Cause I think it's hard, anything hard to do kind of helps you prove how strong your character is, right. right? If you're choosing to do something that's harder, I think that's important, right? And mm-hmm. it should, it, we should look at that. Um, I, I think, Shaking somebody's hand after you get beat, and there's a very big difference between that and saying, man, congratulations, way to go, you guys won, you were the better team tonight, versus like, yo, bro, can we trade jerseys and Instagram and hug, and like, can we do, because... I do worry that the lack of competition. See, that's like, the difference. What between... am I really? I knew Michael and Isaiah wanted to beat one right. another. I sometimes worry. Do Giannis and KD really care? Like, do they really care who wins? Like, I sometimes I worry that we're getting screwed out of the competition and because of the friendships. Well, all of, according to all of KD's burner Twitter accounts, well, yes, maybe, maybe he really yes. does care about winning. Bad example, but, but, but yes. But okay. like, there's a difference between like, hey, we're buddy buddy, and like, yeah, good game. Like very big difference. Yeah, there's a huge difference. Like I don't need you to be friends with the other team, but if you lose and you give them a little a little dap for like, hey, nice job. That's a, I got no problem with that. I forget which year this was, but I remember when the Cav one of the years the Cavs beat the Raptors. Kyle Lowry could be heard. He was picked up on the mic, mm-hmm. hugging LeBron, and said, "Dude, you're one bad mf'er. Mm-hmm. Go win it all." Even that. Showing the respect of like a role player to like one of the greatest of all time, I can get behind that. Right. Like as a as a Raptors fan, I wouldn't have even been that like upset about that. That's a little different than fawning over one another. That's like like, dude, we tried, man. You're just that damn good. And the, and, Go win it. And if you look at it, when LeBron was with the Cavs, who was the team the Raptors couldn't get past? Exactly. That was their that was their Detroit their Pistons. Detroit Pistons, their Celtics, their yeah. Bulls, whatever. They couldn't get past the Cavs. I love this documentary. Um, I, I, I think the younger fans are going to, by the end of it, are going to flame Michael, and this is going to end up helping LeBron. I really do. I think there's a lot of, well, wait a minute. Phil Jackson is the one that made all this happen? Wait a minute. You were driving to the basket and kicking the ball out to Jim Paxson to make shots? Like, There's a lot that's flying in the face of what Jordan's legacy has been built on. I flipped over to Skip and Shannon yesterday real oh, quick, God. and Skip was roasting, or Shannon was roasting. Skip over this because it's always well. LeBron always never because Skip is the ultimate LeBron hater. Yeah, and because there's money to be made. Right. Well, yeah, true. But Shannon actually made a good point. He goes, Skip, <laughs> why don't he goes? He had to pass the ball to one of his teammates because it's a team game. That's yes. not necessarily a knock, right? Right. But the biggest knock on LeBron is, is that he does it. Right. Yeah, I mean, that's, so, that's a little crazy when you think about the fact that the knock on LeBron is he passes the ball to find the right basketball play. 
If you leave, you'll miss this on The Stansbury Show. All right, people are bringing up some excellent points on barbers v. dentists. I want to make sure we examine this from all angles. As the governor says, look, we're ready to start opening softly here. And I I was making the argument for dentists versus, like, hair salons. People think I'm kind of wrong on this. I want to address a couple of these issues that I read during the commercial break. We'll do it next on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Should make you aware, Rock 106.9 has teamed up with Altman. We're going to celebrate those on the front lines during Nurses Day. May the 6th. Listen all day as we will recognize nurses who have become our hometown heroes here. You can nominate your favorite hero at WRQK.com, and then we'll randomly select some nominees, hook them up with some gift cards. One winner gets an overnight getaway at Gervasi Vineyards. Look for the nomination button on Rock 1069's, no, our just our contest page, WRQK.com contest page. Sorry. My boss had a typo in there. And that sounds was, about right. And as I was reading that, I was like, ooh, whoops, no, I better not say that. If you go to WRQK.com, it's on the homepage if you scroll uh, scroll down a little oh, bit. That's smart. So right just click homepage? Nurses Day. Smart. And we'll take it right to it. So nominate your favorite hero right there. We were talking, um, you know, opening and closing and nurses and frontline workers, essential and not, because, you know, the governor... Um, came out and said, yeah, we're going to start to soft open. This will be uh, May 1st, but, you know, look for other things to be, um, you know, on the 12th of May. I actually have some audio here from Mike DeWine's press conference yesterday himself. Let's take a listen. I talked about restaurants as we move forward, hair salons as we move forward. Uh, we know there's a great desire to, to move forward on that. We know we want to get people back into restaurants. We know we want to get the workers uh, who can work and the, and the folks who own own. Get get going. Uh, we also know that daycare remains a big challenge. Because they're not open. Well, yeah, because <laughs> it's, you're not opening it, and yet you want people to go back to work, and yet I can't leave my kid in the car for three minutes to go into like a convenience store to get a jug of milk, but apparently I can leave him in the living room all day alone. Great. Good plan. Uh, what we wanted to start doing was starting down the pathway of opening things up where we thought there was less risk. By the way, 84% of people polled... Love the way he's handled this. I don't think he's handled it poorly. No, nor do I. But 84% of people didn't know who the governor was before this. <laughs> and so, like, telling me 84% of people agree with what he's doing doesn't really tell me anything. Um, it is a little, I guess there is a little bit of, like, dude, in this polarized political world we live in now, for both sides of the aisle to be like, nah, dude, I kind of can get behind that. I, I, there is something to that. You got to wonder if he's thinking about a presidential run after this now. Frankly. Uh, and I mean, he's been playing well nationally. Nationally, people love him. Yeah. At least more controllable risk, uh, more ability to control the environment. Um, you know, daycare is very difficult as schools are to obviously control the environment. Doesn't mean it's not necessary. Doesn't not doesn't mean it's not very very important. And I understand what families are going through, but. No, no, okay. Everybody says that. And, no, you don't. And I know, and I, you know, I, I know what you're doing here. Do you really believe he doesn't know? Hell no, I don't. He, he doesn't know. He has no idea. He's sitting in Columbus right now. He's got a big ass house, which I mean, he's the governor. He should make money, right? right. You, you should. Jobs it's worth not like money. you should be living in like a three bedroom split. The jobs I worth money, it. right? Yeah, but like, dude, no, you don't. You haven't been laid off. Your hours have not been cut. You're not furloughed. Your kid's not home from school. Okay. So by that math, 
I don't understand what's going on with people. Either, to be though. fair, neither do we. I don't. So we don't. No, but we have a better. I think we would have a better understanding. We were a little bit closer to the ground. Yeah, I agree with everything you're saying there. Actually, I just was looking for clarification. It's, I'm not just, it's one of those deals where it's like, dude, no, you don't. No, you don't. Yeah, like, you probably doesn't. Like, people can write you all the letters and emails and Facebook. Sure, you do. Okay. It's like anything else. Until it touches you, do you really know? Right. Right. We want to start down the pathway that is the things that are the easiest control. So I started talking about dentists, right, because they're going to now allowed to be reopened. I said, well, yeah, dude, you're talking medical procedure there versus getting your hair cut. They're not even in the same ballpark. And a lot of people hit me up with, the, well, you've been able to go to the dentist for emergencies, just not preventative care. So at that point, preventative maintenance... Teeth cleaning and haircuts are essentially the same thing. I disagree. I don't believe they are. I don't believe they are. Again, your dental health leads to your heart health. Mm-hmm. There is no preventative measure that getting my hair trimmed up does for me. Now, if your argument is just simply you're as close to that dentist chair as you are to, to, to a barber, open both. Okay. that I can't argue that. But if if people are going to have the larger conversation, which is, which one of these things is necessary? Dude, getting your teeth cleaned is more important than getting your hair cut. Yeah. It is. Just because your wife's roots are showing doesn't mean that you have to run out and go get the salon done. Long hair doesn't lead to heart attacks. True. Bad dental care leads to heart health problems. That is, there's, no, well, it's fact. I mean, it's science. Like, it's been proven. So, long hair doesn't do that. Otherwise, we'd be losing rock stars left and right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, long hair. Dude, you looking like a hippie. I'm sorry. And who are you trying to impress? Where are you going? Is that why James cut his hair after the, before the load album? Maybe. Is maybe. that why he did it? But, like, people were telling me, well, dentists have been open, uh, you know, for emergency purposes. Okay, maybe some. Mine was not. Mine had said, we're done doing everything. We're done. Mm-hmm. And I'm, my guess is that's probably true of a lot of people, Dennis. Obviously not all, but I was told we are closing down due to Ohio's like, guidelines. We will treat emergency cases, I was told, case by case mm-hmm. is what I was told. That's not necessarily open for emergency because what they were doing, I'm going to speculate, is just because I think something is an emergency doesn't mean it is. And guess what, guys? If something's happening to you, you think it's an emergency. Right. Right? And so we all do. And so I, mine was not. Now, I've heard from other people, theirs was open. If you had an emergency, you just weren't allowed to go get your teeth cleaned. Again, I think having getting your teeth cleaned is not the same thing as getting your hair cut. One is absolutely vital to your health, mm-hmm. and the other one is not. Once you start talking vital to my like heartbeat... <laughs> Like versus how I look in my senior photos. I, I, I mean, guys, it's just, I mean, it's not even the same conversation. I mean, it's just not the same conversation. So look, do I want barbers open? Yes. I thought about shaving my head last week. I really did. You're but, getting a little shaggy over there. But it's the 12th now is when you're going to be able to go do that. You'll need a mask. You'll have to take off the straps in the back so they can tighten up your ears a little bit. Going to be interesting to see what we do there. Am I holding the mask on my face while you cut my hair? How are we going to do it? Right. There's going to be some things there. But if you can't make it from the 28th to the 12th for a haircut, now, that's those of you that just want a haircut. Those of you that make your money cutting hair, this is a different conversation. Right. If you're a barber or a stylist or whatever. I hope you understand I'm having multiple conversations here. I'm not saying this is super easy for you and suck it. You only cut hair. No big deal. That's not what I'm saying. (laughs) That's literally not what I'm, it's not what I'm saying. But I know how people listen. I, I want you working. I do. 
But there is a difference between, well, if I don't take care of my teeth, my heart stops working versus, oh, my God, my bangs are in my eyes. It's two completely different conversations. If you leave, you'll miss this on The Stansbury Show. Your opportunity at $1,000. Get your keyword next right here on The Stansbury Show. Six. Welcome back to The Stansbury Show. we got a keyword worth $1,000. We'll pass that out in just a few minutes. Good news for Cleveland. 8.30, apparently, they have fixed everything. They solved everything. Cleveland solved everything. Play that audio, the uh, full-length version, tell you who it is and what their take is. Very interesting. You know, I don't have a ton of time to get into this, um, but I'm going to anyway. You know, we talked about this Last Dance documentary earlier on the program. Chris Broussard is one of the media guys I actually kind of like. He uh, worked here uh, for the Akron Beacon Journal, I believe. I think he's um, uh, for back in the day. I, I, he was tied to this area for a long I think he's from this area. Um, and I like Chris. And he said, you know, I believe Jordan would have averaged 40 points per game in today's NBA. Chris actually did work at the Beacon Journal. Yeah, I, I didn't know that. Yeah, I knew he huh. was tied to Ohio for a long nice. time. Went to Oberlin? Yes. Yeah. Um, and so I said this to Tony a couple of days ago. I said, you watch now as these young fans are going to watch this Jordan documentary and they're going to start to nitpick. It won't be like, put Jordan all the way up here even further. It'll be like, oh wait, dude, he needed Paxson. He needed Phil Jackson. He needed Scottie Pippen. You needed Dennis Rodman. You ne-. And I was like, watch now as Bron fans start to pick apart Michael's game and this actually may help LeBron in the long run, right? Mm-hmm. So, Broussard put out, yeah, dude, I think he scores 40 in today's NBA. Don't kid yourself. Which, by the way, LeBron could probably average 40 if he tried. He just, I don't think he thinks that that's the best way to play winning basketball. No, he's got to get the other people involved. So sure enough, comment number one. Oh no. I'd be surprised if Jordan could score 15. Oh my God. His athleticism wouldn't translate to today's game. He'd be too un- unathletic and too slow on the court. Braun, on the other hand, would fit in the 80s and 90s like a glove. Instant 50 per game. Okay. LeBron could play in the 80s and 90s where Michael played. Okay. Yeah, LeBron's a beast. But it was a harder defensive game. So, could LeBron score 50 in that era? Yes. Yes. I don't know if he'd average 50, and I just don't think that's who LeBron is. I don't think that's the player he was, so I don't think he would try to do it, but you could do Saying Michael Jordan is too unathletic for Michael Jordan. (laughs) Unathletic. This is why you should have to take a test to be on social media, because this allows people who are stupid, like this person, to have opinions. The dude who could jump from the foul line and dunk. Not athletic. You gotta remember, that was new. Yeah, that was a thing. That was Mike, baby. They sold 300 million posters of that because it was new. That's Mike. So the guy who could do that, Air Jordan, unathletic. I mean, bro, like some of the takes I see are just insane. It's a little different when Skip's like, hey, did you notice Braun kind of sucks? Welcome to ratings. Right. But this is just a moron <laughs> who legitimately thinks this, who thinks Michael Jordan is... I can't believe, oh my god, couch potato fat ass losers in their mother's basement calling Jordan unathletic. I mean, dude, you gotta love social media, right? Like it's, you it's just in- gotta love it. Like, that's insane. That's absolutely insane. That is 100% crazy. That's I, crazy talk. I think Michael Jordan, this is the truth. I think if Michael Jordan came out today and played in today's NBA, you would finally see that all these dudes don't know how to play this game. That that the actual skill set of basketball is gone by the wayside, bro. Nobody plays D anymore. Nobody does it. Nobody does anything. Michael, skill set, 
first of all, would I think it would baffle most dudes. I think even his ball handling, which wasn't one of the things he was most known for, I think was probably better on average than most younger dudes playing today. These dudes can shoot the ball. That's what they can do. Michael could score from anywhere on the floor. That's true. He was a little... Other people have made this analogy, and I don't love it because I hate Russell, but there's a little Westbrook there he, where, like, dude, non-stop. only Russell can do that. <laughs> well, the comparison for Russell Westbrook and Jordan is the fact that they're always full speed ahead. Gotta go. Gotta go. Th- right. Russ nope. never takes a play off. Ain't no half-stepping. Right, and the fact that he Russ doesn't have friends in the NBA. Russ is the most competitive guy on the floor. Said, That's the comparison. The basketball is my only friend. Right, said it. That's the thing with Michael Jordan is if you took Michael Jordan in his prime, t- sucked him up in a time machine, dropped him in twenty twenty, Michael Jordan would score forty five points a game easily. So Kobe can score sixty in his last game. He put up what eighty one in a game. Michael couldn't hit forty. In today's NBA, this guy says, I'd be surprised if he hits 15 points. Bro, that's insane. Delete your account. Dude, I I bet Michael could go for 15 a quarter right now if he wanted to. Uh, if nobody's playing D, you can't play D. You can't clutch, you can't grab, you can't, you can't None hand of that check. Stuff. Like, you can't do any of the stuff. Even the different. Pit, like there's no the Jordan rules are the rules now. Yeah, I mean honestly, I think bums in the NBA in the late '80s, early '90s would actually be solid players today because it's like, well, dude, if I can't do any of that, right? If I don't have to do any of what that, what would Bill Lambeer do today? Because right. Bill Lambeer's whole thing was, oh, I'm going to punch you in the face while attempting to pop no the place for the you job. in today's NBA. Right. But there were there were guys who were literally just holding on to careers just because they'd push you around. Right. He was the bruiser. He was the bully. That's what his thing was. Michael Jordan would thrive in today's game just because you can't do all okay. of it. Yeah, it's insane. So I pulled up this kid's Twitter account. Oh, my God. And his hashtags in his like bio are, oh. hashtag I promise school. Uh-huh. Right. You're just a bronze sexual, bro. Saying that, LeBron, that that Michael Jordan wouldn't score 15. Dude, it just, that's not a real take. It Let's, just goes to shit. You just don't know it. What do I always say, dude? You're get, you're old enough to just, where you know just enough to be dangerous about subjects, but you don't really know anything. Here's the thing is you can, is, is the comparisons between Michael and LeBron aren't fair. Because Michael is more magic than he is you Mike. Mean LeBron. Yeah, sorry. LeBron is more magic than he is Michael. I agree with you. That that's I, I've he, used that argument in the past he's too. He's way I, I more agree. Magic Johnson than he is Michael Jordan. I agree. The I, closest thing we've had to Michael Jordan was Kobe Bryant, and that's because Kobe Bryant came out and said, "Yeah, I wanted to be that dude." <laughs> I bet this is true. I bet Michael today, his age, could beat. Thirty percent of NBA players in one on one. If Michael went one on one with dudes, he and you gave could him, still win. And if you gave Mike time to get back in like a little bit of game shape, there a full game running court, right? I don't. But know. But if you gave Mike first one to ten, Mike's gonna M- win. M- Mike gonna win. <laughs> I'm just telling you right now. I think Mike beats a lot of these dudes. These guys who pretend. I mean, dude, look at some of those teams LeBron beat early in his career. They were filled with nobodies. I mean, nobody. Now, the the the, the thing you want to say there is, well, LeBron dra- did drag and carry nobodies to the finals. That, he did that 07 Cavs team that got swept by the Spurs. I mean, you were I, playing with Ira Nuble. I mean, dude, you might as well had me at that point. You're right. right. I mean, you're right. It's. I mean, it's it, it, that team was that bad. There's a feather in the cap there too. Michael not sco- not averaging 15 points a game in today's NBA. I'm sorry, bro. First of all, he locks Steph down and then stuffs threes in Steph's face all night and says, what now, bro? Yeah. That's what Michael did. He took what you did and then beat your ass with it and then made you hate it. Here's what's next on the Stansberry Show. Well, this 
is what's next on the show. They solved everything. Cleveland solved everything. Apparently all the problems are over after you get hooked up with this $1,000. Rex 9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. Another keyword worth $1,000.1010 this morning. That's what Tony and I will give you our third and final. However, Teresa's got multiple opportunities. We do it 12 times a day on Rock 106.9. Grab your next one, 1010. Also, Rock 106.9 teaming up with Altman. We're going to celebrate those on the front lines during Nurses Day. May the 6th. Listen all day. We'll recognize nurses who have become our hometown heroes here in Stark County. You can nominate your favorite hero at WRQK.com. And then randomly, we'll select some nominees to win some gift cards. One winner off to an overnight getaway stay at Gervasi Vineyards. I want to thank Gervasi and obviously Altman for teaming up with us, getting that done. We'll uh, honor some hometown heroes, nurses, that kind of thing. May 6th. Again, you can nominate yours, WRQK.com. Um, Nathan has been listening all morning, heard us talking barbers versus dentists. Married to somebody who works in a dentist's office, tells me, Sansbury, you have this dead wrong. Get people getting their hair cut right now. Keep them out of dentist offices. <laughs> now, he's being a little hyperbolic, but he does, he, he is letting me know so some things. Awesome. He's letting me know a few things about the dentist's office that I didn't think about or wouldn't have known because I don't do that for a living, right? And mm-hmm. so, like, I, I wouldn't have thought about it. And he brought up some excellent points. And you can tell by his comments, this dude is, he does know. Like you can tell, because I said to him, I was like, dude, do you do this for a living? And he's like, nah, dude, I'm married to somebody who does. I was like, yeah, you can tell. I was like, because this isn't like tinfoil hat. Right. Like you're giving me like for real things that could happen. So at 10 o'clock, I want to re-examine that. I'm going to move on now, though. Get off COVID if I can. Um, I've been playing this piece of audio all morning. They solved everything. Cleveland solved everything. Solved everything. 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 It sounds now, good. People are going to be shocked about where that audio came from. That audio came from the number one Cleveland Browns hater known the world round as Colin Cowherd. Oh. And he's had a, like, I don't know, thorn in his side about the Browns forever. Um, It goes back to something he said pre-draft. He said, Baker Mayfield is undraftable for me. He said, he'll work in the league. He's not a bust. But I wouldn't draft him, given the fact that you know you're grabbing your junk and you're running from cops when you did nothing wrong, and you're, you you got all the bad optic stuff. Right. He didn't like any of the optic stuff with Baker. And here's the thing: there's been a little bit of like, dude, Jesus, really? Like there has been some of that. Now this offseason, I think he's gotten it a little bit more buttoned up. I think Stefanski came into town and said, "Look, bro, I have no, no, I'm not tied to you at all." Right. So, dude, keep acting like this, and I'll ship your ass out. I already brought Keenum here. Dude, I think Baker behind closed doors has been sat down and been kind of yelled at behind closed doors. He got the go, talking to. God, let Baker be Baker, man. God, let him be. Sandra, you just don't want that Baker Mayfield smoke, man. What, that 30 interception smoke? Yeah, you're right. I don't want it. <laughs> you're, you're right. I, you're right. I, I don't want it. God, let Baker be Baker, man. No, I think that's what John Dorsey did, and it's exactly what got his ass bounced. Because you didn't take a 24, 25-year-old kid and tell him, dude, you're a 24-year-old kid. Stop acting like this. Start acting like a pro. And I think what you're going to start to see that he's now going to be managed a little tighter than that, and he probably needs it. Some people can handle loose leadership, and mm-hmm. other people can't. Baker, I don't believe, can handle loose leadership at this point. Look at what he had with Freddie. It was a disaster. I think Baker absolutely needs tight, screaming your face, demand, needs get more out of. Right. Yeah. Much like Tony's five-year-old son, they respect boundary. 
Gotta have the structure and routine. And I believe that that's kind of what's happening behind closed doors right now. I think that's why Baker's been a little bit more buttoned up is because they got to him and said, dude, look, we tried it your way, you punk, and it doesn't work. So now try it our way. I believe that's happening, and, and, and we're just not being told. And it's smart. I wouldn't tell anybody we're, we're yelling at our quarterback either. I wouldn't do that. But Colin Coward actually now comes out and says, dude, the Browns, loaded, has them as a top-four offensive. Well, listen. I will say this about the draft. I said I thought the Cleveland Browns were one of the four teams I would give the entire offseason an A. I thought the Colts. Now, he off says... season champs! He says entire offseason. And I listened to this a little bit yesterday when I was, on the, uh, when I was working out. He said, I don't like taking draft picks and trying to give you an A, a B, a C, or D on that because you're talking sixth-round, seventh-round guys, most of which aren't going to play. So what he does is he takes your first couple of picks and then looks at your signings in the offseason and then gives you an offseason grade, which, by the way, for somebody who everybody tells me is so hot take and so irrational, that's the better way to evaluate offseason versus just giving out draft grades, Mel Kuyper. The Broncos, the Buccaneers, and the Browns got A's for me in the draft. I count free agency and the draft. There are no more excuses for Baker Mayfield. There isn't. It's nice to know Colin's been listening to our show because right. we pretty much said that, right? right. Yeah. They may be the only team in the NFL that has two elite receivers, two elite tight ends. Well, all right. And Joku's not elite. We're getting a little carried away He here. should be elite. He, he should have been elite. He has yet to be elite. That's getting a little hyperbolic. Two elite running backs and two. We do have those, though. Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. You're good there. You're right. solid there, right? Potentially elite offensive tackles. And they have a good center. Every single thing on that offense is really good. Only Kansas City has as good or better offensive talent. Mm, when you look at it on maybe paper. Maybe the Chargers. Maybe when, the Chargers, but okay. Yeah, when you look at it on paper, though, you, the Browns... They're loaded. On paper, loaded. should be able to match up any with anybody loaded. offensively. Baltimore and San Francisco were close. Baker Mayfield, no excuses. The, offensively, this team is totally stacked. Totally stacked. I mean, Njoku and Hopper? Okay, it's Hooper, and everybody dragged him over again. And I said earlier this morning to open the program about DeWine. I talk into a microphone for a living. So I'm going to give leeway to broadcasters or people who are talking into microphones for hours at end into end of the day on making a few snags here or there. I do it every conversation, every com- every break I do. I stutter over a word or I mispronounce this or I get a guy's name wrong. It's just part of the thing, and I'm not going to drag somebody because they got something wrong like that. OBJ and Landry? I mean, they got everything. Because what people do is they take that, him screwing up Hopper and Hooper, and then discredit his take here because they don't want him to be right. Because what you're all worried about is that they're going to go 6-10 and 10 again. Meanwhile, you know they're this loaded. Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb, what don't they have? Conklin and now they've got uh, um, who they're, uh, Wills. The left well, it's tackle. Wills, but yes. What don't they have? They have everything. I mean, Cleveland is set. God, they've got, it's incredible. And I'm not taking a shot. I'm just saying. Yeah, you are. You, you are taking a shot, though. You, you are setting this up to be a shot because you don't think they're going to succeed. So he's kind of lying there. If you're Baker Mayfield, if Baker Mayfield just cuts down on picks. He's right. All you got to do is not throw it to the other team, Jameis, and we'll probably win some games. We'll probably win some games. I don't need a higher completion percentage. I don't need more yards. I don't need more touchdowns. What we need is to get the ball out of his hands. He is a game manager quarterback at this point of his career. You don't want Baker going over the top, bro. You don't, because that's not his game yet. Take away half your picks. Just don't be dumb. Don't make bad decisions. 
How do they not win? This morning, Baltimore is the best team in that division. If I had to pick, I think I picked Cleveland second. That's what I thought of their draft. That's what I thought of their offseason. They solved everything. Cleveland solved everything. There's no excuses. If they don't win, it's Baker. That's it. I mean, a lot of if Daniel Jones doesn't win, you can make an argument they're still not very good at one of their tackle spots. They really need a number one receiver. Cleveland's got two of everything. Everything. Tight ends, running back, receivers, tackles. I mean, it's like the Noah's Ark of NFL players, bro. Right. Just walking up there two by two. Wow. I mean, for a, for a chaotic franchise, does anybody accumulate more talent for a tire fire than Cleveland? <laughs> God, they're just loaded. It's so good. Loaded. He's not Top wrong four either. offensive roster in the league. Kansas City, Cleveland, Baltimore, San Francisco. Those four are the gold standard of offensive personnel at all the positions. It's up to Baker. He's kind of right. He's he's absolutely right. He's kind of right. And he, so it, it got me thinking about offseason. Last year, I was the hater. They're going to win two Super Bowls in six years, man. Baker for MVP. Freddie going to be coach of the year, man. And I just laughed and said, no, you're stupid. None of that stuff will happen. Absolutely none of it. Mustard stains on, on, on the shirt. Can't tuck it in. By the way, the rumors of Freddie Kitchens, I don't know if he, nobody cares anymore because he's not your coach. Right. Are people starting to hear about how that guy was sexually harassing flight attendants on the team plane yet? Is that starting to creep out there yet? Because, yeah, it was happening. Like, that dude was a complete and utter disaster, Freddie Kitchens was. Now, I said then, everything in my body just rang like, oh, no, this is really dumb. I don't have that same feeling with Stefanski. I worry that you regress a little because welcome to new situation, new coach, new building, new thing. Plus, right? you don't have an off-season workout plan right now. It's all done virtually. Uh, there's can, a lot, yeah, yeah, there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of stuff there, right? But I do believe they're heading in the right direction. I believe the draft was right. Let me ask you this question. All right, if last year didn't happen, we would have the off-season optimism this right now, right, right? Right. We're only being hesitant because we fell for it last year and then got kicked in the balls for like Dude, 17 weeks straight. Fell hook, line, and sinker. I mean, it was it was the girl walking in through the hallway and it's the slow motion walk and your jaw is on the floor. I mean, you weren't working with me yet, but I like to gamble. Yes. And the the, the line came out week one against the Titans and we were giving up six and I, and, I, and I bet the house, I mean, Tony, I bet the house. It was one of the biggest bets I've ever made in my NFL betting career. Like, I shouldn't call it a career. In my NFL betting ever. Mm -hmm. One of the biggest bets I've ever, I mean, thousands of dollars I bet on that week one game. Because I knew. I was like, good teams stumble out of the gate. Tony will tell you, he's the biggest Patriots fan ever. Stumble out of the gate every year. September usually doesn't count. Go, just go. They're just trying to get greased up, get it a little lubed, get loose. How do, how do we play, right? Mm -hmm. So what do you think a bad team's going to do? They're going to stumble. And I said, this Titans team is way better than you think they are. They're a playoff team. Sure enough, went to deep in the playoffs. And I said, they're going to come in here and they're going to punch you in the damn mouth and you're going to see with your own eyes, this team is not ready to compete with good teams yet. And sure enough, you got rolled at home. I remember, t dude, Kenny Carmen and I were texting. I said, bro, just so you know, I'll tell you, I bet five grand on that game. I said, Kenny, I bet five grand. I said, he's like, dude, I think you're nuts. I said, Kenny, they're going to get punched in their mouth. They are running their mouths, talking about how good they are. This team was a disaster, and you added OBJ. Thinking OBJ is going to be the band-aid that fixes all this stuff is insanity. It's insanity.
They've had a much quieter when it comes to chirping in trash talk offseason than they did last year. Why I'm optimistic. This is why I'm optimistic this year versus last year. It's a little quieter this year, which is good, because guess what, guys? You ain't won anything yet. Right. I think you have an opportunity this year, which is why I want guys being quiet. As a matter of fact, you know what? My Facebook memories this today is from like six years ago when we signed Deontay Whitner. And Deontay Whitner, six years ago, said... When we signed him. Tell all them Pittsburgh fans when they show up to wear black. Have Oops. them dress for their funeral. Way to go, Deontay. Nailed it. Way to go. I think he was out, what, a year later? Something like that. A year? I think it was a year later? Well, yeah. I mean, dude, th- this, this team has been a disaster for so long. But now, I think Colin's right. You got two of everything. There are absolutely no excuses. I'm going to double down again. If Baker Mayfield does not ball out this year, they are drafting another quarterback next year. Here's what's next on the Stansbury Show. New Turd Tuesday kicks off right here at 9 o'clock on Rock 106.9. 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show. Get another keyword worth $1,000 at 10.10 this morning. 9 o'clock is New Turd Tuesday. We got Dua Lipa, Kenny Chesney, Rolling Stones, and then out of East Sparta. Sparta! We have Levon. I think you're legally required to yell Sparta. Is that right? I think so. I All think right. it's in the bylaws. <laughs> well, thanks for getting us covered there. No I, uh, I, I, Huge I on be... East Sparta news and updates. I don't want to be... Uh, uh, Number one in East Sparta. I don't want to be, I, I, I be sentenced to uh, prison over that. Yeah. Levon will play their song a little later. Um, Tony, just during the break, said to me, and he's been on me about this movie because, you know, he and his kids watched it. And I ended up letting Jennifer know, and then her and her kids watched it. I am yet to see it, but this Trolls movie, World Tour? Trolls World Tour. It's all it's musically based, right? Yeah. I um, Jen said it was fantastic. She uh, We were on the phone last night. She's like, oh, my God. She's like, he absolutely loved it. The 15-year-old loved it. The 5-year-old loved it. She thought it was great. And Tony said to me, they did how much? Uh, according to what I'm reading here, the movie pulled in more than $100 million in rentals in three weeks. The film was released digitally instead of theaters because of this whole pandemic thing. Right. So my girlfriend and I actually got into, I, I won't call it a fight, but a disagreement last night about she views the movie theater very differently than I do. I have said for years, I don't understand the movie theater model. I really don't. I, I don't understand paying somebody to watch TV and sitting next to a stranger in the dark. I don't get it. Um, I, I really don't. I, I got a flat screen TV. I have a sound bar. The sound's as good in my house now. The, the screen's as big as... I mean, obviously not as big, but I got a 60-inch TV hanging off the wall. I'm good. I, I You know what I mean? I got my comfortable sofa and go to the bathroom when I want, and if the kid feels like making noise, make noise, bro. We're good. Right. We're at home, right? She has it different. She kind of likes the movie theater and the popcorn and the event. And There's a going, little bit of an experience to going to the part. theater. Yeah, yeah. and look, you're not wrong. We're just, you know, yeah, we just two feel, different things. We just feel differently about things, right? And so, like, I just, I, I didn't get it. But she rented this movie and fell in love with it. A hundred million in rentals. Over three weeks. All right, I got a couple of takes here. All right. Um, first, when this is all over, Netflix is raising their prices, right? Uh, yeah, probably. You're going to get jacked up a couple extra bucks. When they're sitting there going, we were the only viable thing. Right. Yeah. Pay us more money. Also, yeah, you'd have to think Hulu's probably sitting there going, uh, yeah. You got to wonder, is Netflix going to maybe keep the prices the same? But when they drop like Extraction, which is like their new movie yeah. with What's-His-Nuts from, uh, you know, the, Chris Hemsworth. Uh, yeah, there it is. Um, 
are they going to go new releases or rentals? And then you can stream it after a certain date. Is Netflix going to start to piece and part it? Are they going to a la carte their service? I think are they watching people make a hundred million dollars in rentals? Going, what the hell are we doing? I think what they're going to do is they're going to start producing more of their own original content. Well, they need to, right? And then you're going to have Amazon and Hulu and Fandango and all these other streaming services that offer movies. Go. Why don't you come over here? Look, well, why don't you come over here and do this? If you watch the Last Dance documentary, it's ESPN and Netflix yeah. that are putting that together. Netflix is, I mean, dude, they're killing the original game. They have, I mean, they're, they're all in over it. it. Yeah. yeah. So it's going to be interesting to see how moving forward, like, do more movies end up getting streamed? Because people are going to look at Trolls and go, that made $100 million bucks over three weeks, and, like, we just put it on the internet? <laughs> I think movies, I think these... The the studios, you gotta understand the studios and the theaters aren't the same thing, which I can't right. believe. Which that they let that be two separate businesses all this long. That's how you know the theater business. Mm. If it made that much money, Paramount and all those people would be like, "No, dude, those are our studios. Right. We'll, we'll, we'll just buy those." What, what what is there a middleman here for? Yeah, welcome to right. Paramount Studios, <laughs> exactly. You like, know, Akron or Canton or wherever. That's what they would do. Yeah. Um. That I I just. They got to be looking at it going, I'm just willing to bet, dude, if you don't make people leave their house, you make more money. I, Absolutely. I just, I just know the human. I'm, I'm lazy. Or I, even if you just turn it around faster. You mean give it to me streaming faster? Yeah. Like kind of what they did with uh, the Harley Quinn movie, the, the Birds of Prey. In the theater thing. for two months and then it now you can buy it. was in the theater and then, yeah, okay, it did okay. Here it is on, here it is two months later on stream. Don't make me wait six, eight months for a stupid movie. To come out on streaming. Yeah. If you want me to go to the theater still, fine. But give me the option a month down the road to go, yeah, I'll give you the 20 bucks right now if I get it for two days on my Amazon. In 10 years, Netflix's model went from go to your mailbox and get your movies to just watch them on your laptop to now just stream them on whatever ser- uh, yeah. on whatever thing you have to stream, right? Yeah. So it, th- their business model has changed three times in 10 years. So to tell, um, again, has it been 15? I don't know, whatever, but I'm just being hyperbolic there. But like their business model has changed three times in the amount of time I've been using them as a consumer, mm-hmm. right? So I don't think it's necessarily crazy then to look at it and go, no, dude, this model is going to change three or four more times before it's all said and done, too. And I don't think it's crazy to have a pay section, even though you're paying to be on the service. I mean, you're technically paying for Amazon Prime, I, but right. and then you're still having to pay 20 bucks to go see Amazon or the Trolls movie. Exactly right. So, so if they, I mean, if they offered that, you would have to do... Big blockbuster stuff. Oh, you want Tiger King episode nine, do you? It's Ooh. three bucks. Ooh. Right? Like, once they start doing that, once that's a la carte, and I've said from the beginning about streaming, that it's ultimately it's going to screw the consumer over. And here's the truth. If it all wasn't at your fingertips at a moment's notice, you would be you would realize how much more you're being screwed over. I said, don't cut the cord. What are you doing? There, nobody rides for free. Sooner or later, all these people are going to figure out how you're stealing, and then they're just going to figure out how to get you to pay for what it is, what you're stealing. And that's what they did. Mm-hmm. That's what they did is, oh, don't steal. Just give us 10 bucks a month. It's not that much. Just quit you don't stealing. Even ma- yeah, you and, don't even miss it. And sure enough, sure enough, you do it now. And I, I But now what? I've got Amazon. Mm-hmm. I've got Hulu. I've got Netflix. I probably want to, oh, I've got Disney Plus. Am I going to want HBO Max? I say no, but probably. Yeah. And, right? And then all these people. So now, instead of having cable, you have cable seven times. 
<laughs> Congratulations. I mean, literally, everybody's like, no, man, it's just out there for free, man. We're just going to lock, just going to steal it. We're just, everything's going to be fine. All right, well, I'm paying three times what my cable bill was now. It's all right, man. It's all right there. You can stream it all day, man. Woo! Here's what's next on the Stansberry Show. <laughs> so, so dumb. Your opportunity at a keyword worth one thousand dollars help you pay for your streaming services. We'll give you to it. <laughs> we'll give it to you at ten ten. By the way, iHeartRadio is a free streaming service. You don't have to pay at all. There you go. Ding. Well done. New Tour Tuesday also kicks off next on Rock one hundred six nine. No different. And we do have a local this week from Levon, apparently out of East Sparta. Somebody sent me in one of their songs, Martyr. We'll take a listen to that here in a little while. Um, now, Tony made me aware of a newer artist. I didn't know this woman, um, and I don't know her songs. I, uh, I, I try to stay up on things. I really do. Um, I'm into a ton of new music that most people have never heard of. This woman I had, I just haven't heard of yet. Dua Lipa. Dua Lipa. Dua Lipa is her name, and this song is called Break My Heart, I believe. Yes. Is that what it is? Yeah. Gets catchier, buddy. Oh, I like it now. I didn't like that other part right there, but this I like. It was catchy, it just wasn't for me. New Dua Lipa. She's got a... Her first single off of this new album is just a smash. I've never heard of her. Turn on KDD for about 20 minutes. You'll hear it. That's not a knock. It's just that big of a song. Right. No, I mean, you bang your A's in that format. That's what you do. You play them 100 times a day. It's called Don't Start Now. You know, I should probably... A's, for people that don't know, are what we consider power records. It's like, these are like the hits right now. And in that format, we call it, you bang your A's all day. Um, and you never want to be more than probably 90 minutes away from your A's, I, I, I'm guessing. Uh, maybe even tighter, probably 60 minutes. Pro. Uh, on, a, on a station like that, you're probably playing your A's as many as 19, maybe 20 times a day. I miss programming logs, dude. I do. I miss it. It was so much fun. It's chair dancey for sure. Dua Lipa, Break uh, My Heart. The album is called Future Nostalgia. Oh, I like the name of that. Yeah. Smart. Yeah, I get it. 
I can get down with that title. She's also a good follow on Instagram if you're a creep. Not that I would know. Sherry writes in and says, I just uh, found another one of her songs called I Don't Give a F. She oh, says yeah. that's really good. Yeah, IDJ, IDGAF I think is that. Yeah, I, I assume that's what yeah. that meant. Okay. That's new Dua Lipa. It's Break My Heart. Tony's going to give you Not a Not a turd. Not a turd. The first song off that album was super catchy. Uh, so I would expect this one to be super catchy. And yeah, not a turd. Super. She kind of gets lost in the shuffle for me. I mean, her voice isn't anything really special. I mean, it could have been Katie. It could have been her. could have been this. could have been Lord. could have been any one of those. Um, uh, there was nothing really... I mean, there was part of it that was catchy for me. I don't think it's a smash single, though. I don't think that. Eh, it's <laughs> half a turn. Yeah, I, I mean, it's good. It's not necessarily... I'm not, I'm not out to trash it. But, I, and again, it, th- that format, I, it's not, I shouldn't be programming those anymore, right? I and get so, it. And so, like, I, I don't know for sure. It's just I don't necessarily hear a big, huge record in that, but it was good enough. We have new Kenny Chesney. We do, and you'll get it next right here on Rock 106. <laughs> <laughs> because Dave was the real genius in that band. Um, but I, uh, So I do like the earlier stuff a little bit better, but the Black Album was great. Don't kid yourselves, right? Um, so we will get into a little bit more of that conversation tomorrow. There's actually a great song I'm going to play in the background of that called She Likes the Beatles, I Like the Stones, kind of explaining that you're one of the other there. But we do have new Rolling Stones for you, Living in a Ghost Town. Let's take a listen to this. This was one of the big concerts this year. Everybody bought tickets, wanted to go, couldn't Rolling wait. Stones, selling out, doing the whole thing. And I, Energy Stadium. and I did. I wanted to take Jen so bad. I was unable to secure tickets. And now I don't know if anybody's got tickets, to be honest. They are just kind of eternal cool, right? Yeah. Like, there's just something about the Stones. They're always cool. Like, they have made songs that sound like this their entire career mm-hmm. through different musical eras of grunge and blah, blah, yeah. blah, and all this stuff, and they always sound current. Yeah, even 90s Stones was still good. They had a song uh, that was made famous through um, uh, the uh, the Soprano soundtrack. It was on their album, Voodoo Lounge. Mm-hmm. Again, 90s. It was right. called Through and Through, and actually... Keith Richards sings it. It's not a Mick Jagger song. Keith Richards sings it, like, and it's one of my favorite Rolling Stones songs ever. It's called Through and Through. It's really long. It's like six minutes long, but it's one of my favorite songs ever. And again, to your point, came off of a 90 Stones record, Voodoo Lounge. Like, do you think maybe there's a possibility that all they're doing is going back to their recording sessions from like years and years ago and going, 
dude, we cut that, and if we we could, dude, whip that into shape, Keith. We can make that yeah, something. It's probably. You, you yeah, think maybe that that's what they're because how does it always sound the same? Well, I mean, a they know what their sound is. Like, hey, this yeah. is what's made us millions and millions and millions of dollars. Don't steer too far away from this. Right. Okay, all right, yeah, that's true. Timely. Right. So the song was written last year. Yeah, I don't buy it. I don't necessarily buy that, but okay. According to what I'm reading here. They just always sound new. Even though that's that it's not the musical format that's new right now, it still sound like there's just they just know how to do it. Yeah. I mean Mick is what, eighty? You gotta be close. He still sounds great. I mean, some dudes, when they get up there, it's kind of like, all right, that's not there anymore. Please stop. I mean, dude, when you think about the drugs and the women and the booze that this band ran through, and yet they're still there. And Keith Richards is still running through it. Dude, that dude. You don't get much harmonica anymore. No, that's gone by the wayside a little bit. Thank you, Stones. you're a ghost living in a ghost town you know what's interesting about these guys is is like this song is just okay and when you're this iconic nothing matters meaning dude you're not going to ever ruin get off my cloud right. you're never going to ruin paint it black gimme shelter is always going to be good no matter what you do so, like, you can do this, and it doesn't penetrate your greatness. This is, you can play for the Wizards when you're Michael Jordan. It doesn't Just matter. Gonna say that. You got six chips, dude. Doesn't matter. This is why Brady and Tampa won't matter either. Even if he fails, it won't matter. Because he's Brady.
Oh, they knew yeah. where to fade it, too. Yeah, well they did. Done. Yeah, they, well they knew how to fade. That's uh, New Rolling Stones living in a ghost town. Tony will give us a vote. Not a turd. Not a turd. Not a turd. Um, I don't really, I didn't really have high expectations for Rolling Stones in 2020 based on some of the other legendary bands that have put out, you know, new songs. And you go, oh. But that was actually pretty good. I, uh, I love them. They would be in the top five artists for me um, as far as bands I think are great. Um, I, I think you can make the argument the Rolling Stones are the best band ever. You could legitimately make a for real case for the Rolling Stones being the best band of all time. That, though, eh, it's half a I mean, dude, they're great. They're always eternal cool, like I said, but I, you know, I, I, I don't, I'm never going to listen to that again. I'll listen to Under My Thumb until I die. I will never listen to that song ever again. So here's the thing apparently, they wrote that song last year. Okay. And then Keith and Mick. Uh, both thought, hey, let's release it. And then Mick said, well, I've got to rewrite it. Some of it's not going to work now. So oh, that's, okay. that they kind of went back and rewrote oh, parts of that song to okay. make it fit. Makes sense. If there's an album that comes out and... I want to hear the album. And it doesn't sound too off from that. It's kind of got a bluesy, kind of 90 Stones feel to Which it. Which I like. Yeah, I do like. I, I wouldn't hate that. No, I, I again, okay, if that if that's the, the metric we're going to yeah. use is, does it make you want to hear more new Stones? I would be interested to hear another like, what offering. What else are you guys sitting on right now? Yeah, okay, I could give you that. I, I Again, I'm always going to have a little Stones interest just because I think they're just that damn good. Locally, out of East Sparta. Sparta! Yeah, Tony loves that, which is why I said it again. Thank you. Uh, East Sparta there. Uh, a very uh, special place in my heart for there. I play golf down there quite a bit. And uh, <laughs> there's, a, there's, a, there's a band here called Levon, and the name of their song is Martyr. Let's take a listen. Black Widows. It went from the Avengers? I don't know. Yeah, that's a good question. He sounds like somebody, and I cannot put my finger on it, and it's been making me crazy all morning. I listened to this song during commercial breaks all morning this morning. I can't place this guy's... I know it sounds like somebody. I can't I can't place it. Well produced. Yeah, it sounds good. Actually, it, it does. Good, yeah, it does sound good. That's hard to do too. It's especially you know locally. Yes, locally you don't have a ton of money. Where'd you record it? Yeah. Right. Yeah, 
I love that. Oh, my buddy says it kind of sounds like Maynard in the beginning. Early tool? Yeah, maybe early, yes. Yeah, I could hear this guy singing sober. I could hear that. Daniel says when he screams, he kind of sounds like Sean from Seether. Okay, I can hear that. Mitch says Maynard, too. Maybe early tool or perfect circle Maynard. Maybe. You know what I mean? Yeah. I really like Sean from Seether. He and I were friendly back in the day. It's been a long time since I talked to him now, but he's always a good dude. There does There's a little bit of Seether in that. guys are local out of East Sparta. Levon, Martyrs, the song. Did you get this linked at the website yet? It will be up at 10 o'clock. Perfect. There's the end of Levon's song. It's Martyr that got sent in just this morning, about 10 to 6 this morning. Just right under the wire, guys. Right underneath the, uh, the wire and made it on the air this very morning because I listened to it. I was like, dude, that's pretty good there. Tony's going to give us a vote. Uh, we always grade locals on a, on a little bit of a curve here. Curve, yeah, yeah. Not a turd. I'll go four for four, not turds this morning. Uh, I thought it was really good for uh, being local, produced well, not probably a ton of money for right. like legit studio time. It came out great. It came out really good, and I'd like to hear more of those dudes. Yeah, I would like to hear some more of those guys, too, as well. And uh, if you've been paying attention over the last few weeks, these local bands have been killing it. They're real good. Like Honestly, a ton of the submissions we've had recently for, for New Tour Tuesday from the local bands have been great. You could have convinced me that was a touring band. You could have mm-hmm. convinced me that was a national act. For sure. I actually feel like, yeah, that song was pretty good. Yeah, that one was good. Send me your stuff, Stansbury, at WRQK.com. I'd love to play it next Tuesday for New Tour Tuesday. Here's what's next on the Stansbury Show. Well, your shot at $1,000 is next. Also, there's something that's getting super popular on Facebook during COVID, and I think it's a little gross, and I think it's time we start acting like adults and stop doing it. All of that next on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. Got an email here with some more information about that local band, LaVon. Yeah? We played their song Martyr this morning. They say, releasing an actual album very soon. This is part of their EP. They're produced by Jeremy James, the same producer of Divorce Horse, who we played last week. So uh, that producer knows what he's doing. He knows how to make things sound good. That's one of the hardest things to do in music. It really is. Um, If if you you miss New Turd Tuesday, it's up on the website, WRQK.com, Stansberry Show uh, section. 
So I uh, love But no, on. they were pretty good. Yeah, you guys, uh, you guys got two new fans. So when that album comes out, be sure to let us know where we can get it because we both want a copy of it. I enjoyed that song a lot, actually. Mm-hmm. All right, I um, we talked COVID obviously a ton of times this morning. Uh, the governor reopening the state partially um, again May twelfth. It looks like retails will be fully open, but you'll have to wear a mask to get in and out. And um, I said for a few weeks, get ready to wear masks when you leave your house. It's just going to be part of the new normal for a while. Um, and it's because we want to do something. If, if we're going to be honest about it, we don't want to just be like, well, we don't know what to do, so do nothing. Like there, It's literally we want to do something. Um, I, I made the comment this morning. If somebody wears the same masks for, the, for three months, right. <laughs> what, what does that do? How right? many times have you put it in the washer? Right. I mean, when you're touching that and then touching other things, it's like, you know, so we're just doing stuff to help us make us feel a little bit better. But there is something that's happening now um, that I really think is a little bit gross. Okay. Um, I was early on COVID. I said, look, this is going to be a problem. This is absolutely going to be a problem. Um, I was actually off on my mark earlier this morning. I had said, well, I think we're approaching 47,000 deaths. I'm sorry that was wrong. It's actually 56,000 is uh, is the last thing I heard from NBC News reports on this very radio station. I heard it during the commercial break. Um, so I'm going to trust that info. All right. Um, and then now that's obviously serious, right? But I've been saying over the last few weeks, I'm kind of ready to start getting moved around again, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not calling people who are you know anti that stupid or like, I'm right and you're dead ass wrong. That's not what I'm doing, right? I've been saying, ah, there's probably a way to examine how to start getting things moving around. Certain things, not everything. We could probably start doing this, right? So sure enough, that's what we're going to do. Now, that being said, there are people who believe that we shouldn't open anything, okay? That's your opinion and you're entitled to it. I'm not out to take your opinion away from you. But what I am seeing a lot of you do is this, and it's really gross, and I think you got to stop, and I think you got to be careful because people screenshot things because God knows I did, and I can't wait to remind you in two years. I, uh, and I'm for real. I, I'm, I'm out to These hurt. These things live forever, y'all. I'm out to hurt people on this one a little bit. I really am. I keep seeing this. This person protested the lockdown. Now they have COVID. And people like post that and go, this makes me happier than words can say. Then you're a trash ass human being. That is true. You're a trash ass human being. If you really believe COVID is that serious, that we should be locked down, then you shouldn't celebrate anyone getting it. If it's serious because it, 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 it takes their lives, then you shouldn't celebrate somebody getting it because they thought something different than you. We have got to stop this. We... <laughs> Dude, I like people probably less than anybody else you know. And yet, why is it always me begging for more community out of you people? (laughs) Really, why is that? I hate everyone. Why am I the one that wants more community? Why is everybody else just out to sell everybody out? If you're celebrating somebody else getting COVID because they got something wrong, think about that. You think this is serious, and yet you want them to have that death sentence. That's who you are? That's who you feel comfortable being out loud? Sometimes I see stuff and I'm like, dude, you know I can see this, right? I mean, what the hell is the matter with you? This is like smacking your kid in the mouth in the grocery store. It's like, bro, we all watched you You do that. We all just watched you do that. Melt down and not know how to handle that situation. This is a little bit of the same thing here. If you think it's serious, fine. Then it's serious. But then you can't celebrate when somebody else gets it because they thought differently than you. What the hell is the matter with people? We're talking lives here. These are actual people, but it's real easy 
to just throw it up on your Facebook or your Twitter or whatever, and not and then hit send, and then you move on with your life. The list of people I hate is long, bro, and I mean long. And I wouldn't wish COVID on any of them. Now, I can't wait till I get this, because I already read this article, and most of you won't read it until later this afternoon. Bloomberg is now reporting, Italy is saying, that 99% of the people who have died from COVID had other illnesses. I know. I've been saying for the last month and a half, because it's true, this is exactly what we do with pneumonia. You get it, and that's what ends up taking you out because you your immune system was wrecked over another issue. That's that's how they're calculate. This is not a new way to calculate things. Now, once you start talking hospitals and medical facilities are starting to get more money if they list something as COVID, then yeah. But we're going to see some numbers doctored. Excuse the pun there. You're going to see some yeah. numbers get doctored because hospitals want to make money. For sure that's happening. For sure that is happening. Because something because that is happening doesn't discredit all the seriousness that is going on with this disease. And I'm going to say it again. If you feel like this is serious, celebrating somebody else getting it makes you an awful human being. Makes you way worse than the person who thought we were crazy for staying inside. Right. I mean, at least that's just an opinion. You're jumping up and down celebrating somebody getting something that can kill them. You know what? Once we're open back again, I'm going to jump up and down on your lawn on Sunday morning going, bro, how about that gonorrhea you got last night, right? (laughs) Thank God you got that gonorrhea now, right? I mean, thank God. I mean, dude, what other facet, what what other thing would I be allowed to just jump up? Dude, do you realize if I said into this microphone, thank God that person got COVID, you'd never hear from me ever again. That would be it. The company would look at me and be like, first of all, Sansbury, you're in breach of contract, so we're not paying you out. See ya. <laughs> like, you're done. You're never being heard from ever again. Because that's there's just some things like, dude, we have got to stop our first and I'm so guilty of this, and that's why I preach about it a lot, is because I want my I want me to stop this too. Your first thought that runs through your head, bro, keep that to you. Really keep it to you. There's nothing wrong with having the thought if you keep it to yourself. Right. But when, but once you go and you put it out there for the world to see forever, you are, hey, I think this disease is serious. People need to take this more seriously. But thank God my neighbor got it is just insane. I, I've just, I've never seen anything like it. Would I be allowed to jump up and down and be like, yo, bro, you got HIV? Dude, that's awesome. What? Am I allowed to say, oh, no, of course not. Yeah. Because it would make me a trash ass human being. This makes you a bad person. It Only does. Only God can judge me. No, I, I'm alive and I'm judging you just fine. I, I, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and maybe you only want God to be able to judge you, bro. I'm standing next to you. I can see what you're doing. I'm judging you full on. I just, that one I don't like. I really don't. If, if you feel like the lockdown needs to continue, that's fine. That's a legitimate position, and I can hear you out. If you think we should be allowed out of our houses today, that's fine. That's a legitimate position. I can hear you out. We can have differences of opinion, but I don't want you to die because of what your opinion is. That is just stupid. Here's what's next on the Stansberry Show. What's next is we'll close out the program for Tuesday, but not before we pass out this keyword that's worth $1,000. Let's do that right Six nine. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Online, WRQK.com. Teresa's got another keyword. It's worth a thousand bucks. She'll give it to you at 1110. As a matter of fact, every hour she's on the air this uh, afternoon, you can find one of those keywords worth a thousand dollars. A little economic relief from us to you. Helping people out. 
Um, nearing the end of the program now. Um, I'm looking forward to tomorrow's show, though. I got um, I, I got some comments. I, I was we were talking about um, barbershops versus like dentist office, and I was making the argument they're not the same thing. Like they're not the same thing. You wanting to have a nice haircut isn't the same thing as preventative care of your mouth. Like they're just. I mean, it's ins- I mean it's insanity, right? And this guy's like, yo, man, my wife's kind of in this industry. There's a few things you're not thinking about where it may be safer for people to sit in the de- in the barber chair than it is in their dentist chairs. Hmm. And so I want to address that tomorrow. The NFL is looking at a five-week delay, possibly, for their season. And I don't buy it even a little bit. We're five, six months away from the NFL season. Nobody knows anything to make those kind of... Look, they got a plan, right? You can't just be like, well, we just decided not to plan. I, 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 right. I'm for that. But I'm interested to have that conversation long for tomorrow. As well, looking forward to getting into that. And uh, Tony's the ultimate Patriot fan, and the Patriots drafted a racist. And so I can't wait. Now, that's, wow. What, wow. That, that's what the media is saying. Oh, That's what the media is saying. I'm, I'm uh, being a little facetious there, but I do want to have that conversation with you tomorrow as well. If you missed anything this morning, the podcast will go up shortly at WRQK.com. Aside from that, we're done for the day. Uh, I'll end the program uh, today the way I have for the last like month or so. Be safe out there. I want everybody to be good to one. One another. Don't let this thing start to make you like, ah, I'm going to celebrate this guy getting COVID because we, we think differently. Don't let that stuff happen to you. That right? guy's a dick. Don't be that guy. Don't be that guy. In a few months, this is all going to go away, and you're, then you're going to have to be just, like faced with your <laughs> screenshots of when you were glad people were going to die. And like, I, I'd be I'd be a little careful on that. I, so be good to one another. Everybody stay safe. We've been picking a song we kind of like. Walk out every day. I haven't heard this one in a while. Love